Hello and welcome to the official post show for the Mini Indie Showcase for August 30th, 2023, a.k.a. episode 157 of the 61 IndieCast. My name is Mike Toundrow, and at the moment, I'm joined by one Kyle Stevenson. Hello. I thought we had to redo it again because you saying August 30th is still not like... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to Starfield. Shout out to Starfield. Um, Hope y'all are enjoying yeah. it in this week. I, hope, I mean... <laughs> Who cares about Starfield? Uh, I'm, I'm just. I, I hope. I hope everyone actually is digging the showcase and stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. Why are you laughing at me? I don't know. It's just like who fucking cares? Nah, I'm, nah I don't care. <laughs> uh, Kyle, this is always a weird question. I, I six way into cast indie games talk about every week. Whatever. We just threw a showcase. That's yeah, the important our, point right now. Are are we saying third or fourth because of the play on Wednesday spotlight? Well, those are spotlights. Spotlights are different. Okay, third showcase and <laughs> four <f> productions. <laughs> yes. Got it. Um, granted, a weird question because technically we are recording this a week and a half in advance. Well, yeah. like a week in advance. Uh -huh. um, but today or yesterday, I, I shared with you that the final thing is exported. We watched it. How, mm -hmm. how you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Yeah. I It's... I don't want to toot our own horn or anything, Mike, but it feels every single one, once we sit down and you edit it all together and we watch it, you can see just how better we get as hosts. Yeah. yeah. That was like and, one of my, that was one of my favorite things. Like during one of the watches that we did, you just yeah. like, you look at me or you look at the camera and you're like, we're just so good at this. <laughs> and referring to like our chemistry together and like Absolutely. how we gel together. Yeah. Not to sound like conceited or anything, but no, no, no. It just uh, it's the thing that I always check myself on where past Kyle, like young Kyle, yeah, who cried reading an essay in front of his sixth grade health class because he was yeah. so nervous. And now I'm hosting fucking game showcases for people to watch on YouTube and pocket. It's just, it's wild. Just where I've come from. Yeah. In this kind of space and this doing this kind of thing that I was so scared of doing. Uh, it's pretty wild. And yeah, the show is, uh, I'll probably say it every time, but it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you where like something I like kind of joke half jokingly say about myself is that I'm the most extroverted introvert that I know. Like I don't like public speaking or mm -hmm. like really talking to people, but it's just like I slipped into the games side of things like pretty naturally outside of this. I'm very <laughs> sheltered and just like quiet. And yeah, yeah, like even like um when when Kelsey and or I guess when I was home a couple of weeks ago when we were filming. I saw my sister-in-law and I mentioned something about like yelling or like being like the, the character Mike that like sometimes I go off the rails or whatever. Uh -huh. My sister-in-law was like, you yelling and raising your voice. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, true. You don't know that yeah. side of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Like I, I always hated public speaking. I would get so nervous talking in front of people and like doing like, things like i think the closest thing next to this was like doing my like catholic school christmas plays went out like one year i was a shepherd well, you and then did one music year... and stuff though yeah i guess that helped but like i guess that helped like get me into it a little more but like i was mm -hmm. never like a front man really like even with fair like when i when i was doing like the arwing stuff where i was doing like vocals and stuff i never played arwing stuff live in front of an audience or anything 
fair yeah um but yeah like all of a sudden we're like <laughs> now these two sheltered ass motherfuckers hosting like pax panels and stuff it's just it's, I, it's, it's crazy it's very, i love it i'm happy that we're here i'm happy we're doing it yeah same and, um, uh, yeah looks great too again shout out to uh vision quest vision craft vision craft vision Excuse quest me. i'm sorry great name also also great name feel like that's a game from a long time ago <laughs> yeah, probably. uh yeah they made us look great wonderful was awesome god wonderful is so fucking cool i i hope people dug the the look of the room that we shot in yeah and like all those arcade cabinets are like for the most part for like most part. local new york based game devs and only exists there only there yeah and, and they did have a thing like you could buy like games like on a usb stick yeah. that you can bring home and play but it's cool to see, you know, really indie arcade cabs available to play and some really fun things that I honestly want to play right now. The one that was know, to right? our left that kept making that noise. I keep forgetting <laughs> the, the name of big it. Big one, yeah. Uh, I want to play it. It's like, the ta- it's like a game that we both love, Towerfall. Like the yeah. frenetic craziness of running away from your opponent. Let's see if uh, I can like, find like, a picture or something yeah, like, of the name of it um but yeah as we are like kind of like easing into the conversation if you're unfamiliar well first off if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about we just threw an indie game showcase our third in uh mini indie showcase that's available right now to watch on youtube.com slash 61 indie and 61 indie.com slash showcase 33 games 47 minutes i know we're biased it's a killer fucking show go watch it and then come back and we'll uh and come back for the breakdown and the full discussion so like this first half it's me and kyle we're gonna talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff our showcase producers uh shout out to cole aka the good sir jacob mccourt and brett griffin um they asked some questions in our patreon so we're gonna answer some of those and just share some stories and whatnot about i don't know some of the behind the scenes stuff the production the pre-production the process uh and then we're gonna take an ad break and then later on Harry and Matt will join us for the game, the game, the game, the game, Jesus game to game breakdown. Um, uh, update that game's called foiled. foiled yep. Foiled dude. Foiled kicks ass. I don't think I, that, that wasn't yeah. the beeping one though. That was one thousand. Oh wait, maybe it was it not. It wasn't. No. Uh, for context. So we shot at Wonderville, which is an indie arcade. Like it's a nonprofit indie arcade slash bar. One of the arcade cabinets to Kyle's left <laughs> before we learned that we could turn oh, off the sound. Volleygon. Volleygon. I see it right here on the Wonderville site, just taunting me going back and <laughs> forth in this gif. And I'm like, yep. As you it. could imagine, our an arcade can be loud. Thankfully, we were able to turn off uh, our, our. Oh, what's his name? Rody? Rody. Thank you. Um, our boy Rody helped us out. He was able to turn off all the sound for all the machines except for two. <laughs> and for he was shocked that it didn't work for this Volleygon game. He was like, "Oh, it should be off." Yeah, and no. then we'd be good. We would start recording something, and then every 15 20 seconds would, the tutorial would start and, it and start beeping. beeping. Yeah, it makes yeah. a beeping noise. And like <laughs> our stupid asses were like, "Eh, it's fine. We could deal with it. We'll just hit hitting the button <laughs> to restart the, button to restart the restart tutorial." <laughs> And we're like, okay, we need to no. We we were like three takes into like the first thing we tried to shoot, and we were just like, that that's enough. That's enough of that shit. Get roadie. See if we could turn it off. It was that, and there was another game making some noise, but that that one was the more obnoxious of yeah. the two. Between that and the uh, the J train, 
running God, every yeah that was the other thing the j 10 train. minutes <laughs> the the northbound and southbound j train which was very audible in in a, in a quiet wonderville uh not noticeable because usually they they do like dj sets and and mm-hmm. diy gigs and obviously like the arcade is usually popping but when it's completely silent and you're trying to film something you hear the mta quite well jeez <laughs> just like yeah every yeah it felt like every five to ten minutes we had, we had a hold for the train to pass and then like i mean try to quickly knock out our takes it's great to get to the place like it's literally right there at a subway oh, stop yeah so it, it's a great location just uh, recording things during the daytime uh not probably the not the best, <laughs> not the best. But I will say, compared to March, obviously, like, Brooklyn, one of our favorite places oh, in New York. And, and Alec, a friend of ours. And, like, absolutely, God, like, the, the production for March also stellar. Like, just with the varied rooms and, like, being able to, like, really play around with the space. What I appreciate, appreciate how we did it this time at Wonderville, it was a controlled space. Like, it was, like, the post-production side of things. Audio sounded great. Like, we were, like, I didn't have to like try to take out like an ice machine in the background or some shit like that mm, this time mm-hmm. around. Um, so like the controlled space really sped up the process. It really made things way easier. We, um, I know we're like sort of jumping around a lot, but I think that's okay. Um, we're tired. We're very, <laughs> we're, dude, we're so tired. It's hot. <laughs> it's, it's very hot. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we wanted to announce this second showcase on six one day, June 1st. But because of that, we pretty much lost an entire month of like pre-production, like ba- like actual active stuff that we could have done because we were just trying mm-hmm. to keep things secret. Um, and with everything, when everything was said and done. So like because of that, we ended up filming at the end of July and I was in New York. I stayed in New York end of July through that following weekend in August. So we could do play NYC. But because I did that, I didn't have... Like I, I don't own a laptop anymore. I, I didn't have obviously I didn't have my PC on me or anything. I couldn't start editing the thing until like last week. Mm-hmm. So I was super fucking nervous about that. I was like real anxious about like pulling all nighters and like really like really driving myself up the wall trying to get this thing done in time. Um, but thankfully, like I I think I I ended up knocking out the first cut in like almost one sitting you're yeah you're a madman i've told you that multiple times i honestly and like that's that's why like going back to what we were saying earlier like i'm so grateful that it was like a controlled situation because the march one took a lot more energy and 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 a lot more um patience just with how we shot it um yeah i know somebody asked about like what we learned like that that is something that i definitely learned this time around is that like yeah we can't really shoot like and i should know that from my production days but we can't really shoot wherever <laughs> the fuck we want granted we do have i i have an idea for next summer <laughs> i don't think like production wise it what i'm saying is going to get thrown out the window if we end up doing it but uh, yeah uh yeah i think like i ended up knocking it mostly knocking it out aside from like little tweaks and stuff in like two sittings which i did Great. not expect <laughs> yeah 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 very grateful for for you being able to, to do that. <laughs> I'm still amazed how you can because you're working real hard during the day. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, I thought you were going to be like, eh, no, I don't. No, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, to do this on top, like, I know I hate sitting here at this computer all day. Yeah. It's not my most ideal situation or comfortable. Um, so to sit down and then actually like have to focus and edit and whatnot is not the best. That's like the stuff when you want to get into making content 
actually making it it sucks like actually making it <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough awful. <laughs> like i remember when i first did like when i did best friends talk funny and that was my thing and i edited it and everything i was like oh i have to pay for a podcast hosting thing i can't just submit it to itunes oh god this is this is too much i mean honestly touching on that a little bit like yeah we are like fully patreon driven like the patreon like i'm grateful for what we have obviously like i'm so grateful for like the help that we get and the support yeah. that we get but like because of that i was able to take a train to go film yeah like it, <laughs> it helps with the little things which is like the little yeah. things add up but like i am so grateful that we have people that believe in what we're trying to do with mm-hmm. these showcases and people that are just like down to help like vision craft yeah. like i i bought them breakfast yeah like and they were like kind enough to like they're like Marcus, who was like kind of like the main one of the main dudes. Um, yeah. Marcus is a friend. He's a former employee of mine. And he's just like down to just help out and like do the damn thing. And like they don't take any like they don't not try because of that or anything like it looks fucking incredible. And it continues looking incredible. Absolutely. And fun behind the scenes thing. Marcus and crew were running on like an hour of sleep because they <laughs> they ended up homie lives in the Bronx. Like uh, I think I think co-op city. Um, not to dox him <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't share his actual address. His phone number is no um, apartment 18 B. <laughs> <laughs> um, homie lives in the Bronx. We filmed it on Saturday, July 20, whatever, like 28th or whatever mm-hmm. on Friday, July 27th or whatever. Homie was in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, uh, <laughs> playing the slots at like yeah. five o'clock in the morning. And yeah. we, our call time was 9 AM in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, even with with that i am so grateful that like they they showed up they did the goddamn job they mm-hmm. fucking crushed it once mm-hmm. again um and like i think our our time that we we had a hard out at two and like there were a couple things where we like we blew a couple fuses because like the light oh, yeah. the, the lights are pretty <laughs> gnarly and and yeah obviously all the arcade caps and and everything else that wonderville needs <laughs> draws a lot of yep. power so there were a couple interruptions like that not to mention the j train and the beeping um yo we fucking hit that deadline we fucking nailed that shit yeah i think we we were maybe a minute or two over. maybe because like the other dj was setting up the, the yeah. bar was opening up yeah um and but then, even then but it, it, it worked out a little bit though because then people were coming in we were able to get b-roll of like some yeah, people, people coming in and opening stuff, yeah which is great yeah you know cut to the one in april right no march crap aired in march sure um filmed in where we we had to we were forced outside yeah because uh brooklyn had like a massive what was it, a smash tournament yeah it was a smash brothers tournament and it was packed and we, we couldn't film and get good audio out there so we went to the streets yeah and that was our fault because we were trying to get yeah. too cute with the shots and like we definitely yeah. dilly dallied a little bit there was tech issues in, in the beginning so it so was we, we lost a lot of time when shooting at brooklyn it was kind of a blessing in disguise to only have the one shot. Yeah, here. like I, I do wish that I know you mentioned it earlier that it was easy editing wise. But... Oh my god, yeah. Like I do wish that like we were able to like have me and you sitting at the bar and like doing stuff like that and, and like yeah. maybe like actually like going to each arcade cab and like featuring it a little more. Sure. Yeah. Um but if we tried to do like if we made that decision to do that, there was no way in hell we were getting out in time or being able to finish it in time. Nope. So I'm glad i i had the instinct to say like yeah no maybe not yeah yeah plus that room was like it it looks pretty big 
it was a little bit on the narrow side to like it's move the cameras tight. in yeah. the, that gigantic sun like light. <laughs> yeah, the softbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, great time. I don't know. You want to get into some questions? Help drive the conversation sure. a little uh, bit. Also, shout out to Harry. Oh, who's shout out to Harry. For a little bit. Um, Our script supervisor. Yep. Who was in charge of uh, very last minute because we. Mike wrote most of the script. No, he wrote all the script. Uh, deadlines, man. <laughs> deadlines. We were our first showcase minds. Our hubris were like, oh, we could just memorize these lines and throw them out there. There was no way in hell that was happening. So we rushed like very quickly before we started to put everything on an iPad. Yep. And then Harry held it up and kind of scrolled so we can kind of read off of it. Like well, a yeah. teleprompter. So going back to the March showcase, we actually had a teleprompter, which is so, oh my God, so helpful. Oh and <laughs> I, I thought VisionCraft owned that teleprompter device. So, and when I say teleprompter, it's, it's essentially a device where you put an iPad on and mm-hmm. it reflects on the lens. It reflects the iPad screen on the lens and it auto scrolls. That's how we were able to nail the shots last year. Yeah. Or I keep saying last year because it feels like so long ago. The March one. But it allows you allows us to look directly. Allows into us to the look lens. at the lens, which is very important. Yes. Um <laughs> that's why you'll notice in Kelsey's shots, she doesn't really look at the lens. She's and she's reading, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. I mean I was also <laughs> reading for most of them. Well yeah, for but this like one too. for us you couldn't tell because we were far away, which is another yeah. credit to that shot. Yes. Um <laughs> But yeah, this time around, um, I, I took for granted that they were they were gonna have the teleprompter with them, and they were like, "Oh, we we need we didn't rent it." I was like, "Oh, you don't own that," <laughs> so it was quickly like, "Uh, Kyle, Noted. I think we gotta memorize our lines." Noted for future yeah. showcase filming, um, but thankfully it worked out. Like if we we yes. had it right under the lens, and because the shot was like really far away, and we were able to trick between like the two camera angles, um, yep, you can't tell. Which is Thank God. great. <laughs> and we're, we credit to us also. We're very good at like not sounding like we're reading. Mm-hmm. Like we actually, it sounds like, like we're, we're clearly like on, like we're, oh, we're yeah. performing or whatever, but like there's multiple words where I emphasize that a little too hard, <laughs> but it is what it is. My favorite thing. And we, we cut it, but my favorite thing was the Metroidvania thing. And you go, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is you know you get caught up in the moment oh no of course and granted like some the the script the script did need another pass like the the crypt custodian thing was something we pointed out during our review <laughs> you're just a cat sweeping up stuff that's all it is that's it that's it no don't gotta get too cute with the words and that's kind of where losing the month comes into play because obviously we can't write the script until the the lineup is locked down like obviously like we need to know what we're writing about like it's easy to like the intro and the outro is pretty straightforward it's like obviously the longest bits but like we know we we want to thank our partners every year we know we want to thank like well this year we had the addition of like playcrafting and we know we want to thank vision craft we we know we want to thank team but the bulk of the show Mm -hmm. we uh yeah it's it's uh it takes time (laughs) and we didn't have a lot of time Thankfully for spring, things will be back to normal now that folks know we do these twice a year now. We're on a regular schedule now. It's going to be great. Probably going to start talking about things in December at this point. Oh, boy. Probably. That's what we <laughs> did know. last year. No, I know. Uh, we have to. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's funny we're on we're on a fucking schedule now baby yes yes we are <laughs> yeah. not and uh, i mean not to even mention the, the other thing that popped up they yeah, had the spotlights that we're gonna plan to do in between yeah don't say the other one because we didn't announce i won't i'm just no, saying no no, no, no. I, listen i I'm, i've been in this game for a few years producers now, I know. know i well producers kind of know they know the date sure um yeah we're doing like mini ones mini mini <laughs> showcases spotlights in between to kind of showcase even more games yeah um there's too many indie games that go unnoticed yeah and, and we try really hard to make sure we showcase games that haven't had a platform before yeah um like even though there are a couple from this one exactly. where we've yeah. been elsewhere because we think they're awesome and they deserve the shout out but there's too many awesome games that people overlook for whatever reason so yeah and that's kind of um something we've been credited like behind the scenes a little bit from like colleagues and other outlets and and folks saying like there are so many outlets just doing traditional media and traditional stuff like everybody like even us like everybody and their mother has a, has a podcast like everybody it's easy to do a web like put up a website and write a couple words and and whatnot um but nobody and from taking words from colleagues and stuff like nobody's doing things the way we're doing them like when like in response to the mini indie showcase um in terms of like offering something that is truly zero barriers something that we had no gatekeeping obviously like we have to limit ourselves in terms of like number of games but like we don't really judge the games like that like where we're not asking for fees we're not i don't know we're, we're not doing a lot of the things that a lot of the, the bigger shows do um and there's clearly a need for that and that's where our new kind of mission came in where where we reannounced well we announced like our new focus on like leaning into these showcases and um that's where like what you were saying the spotlights come in because there are so many fucking games that we want to represent like i mean for march we got over 500 submissions for this one i think we got over 200 just because it was a shorter cycle um yeah but for each one we were, we only have the bandwidth to do like 33 games each which was an accident by the way we didn't mean to do 33 <laughs> both times um because we always want to make sure that the shows are well paced we want to make sure games are not trampling over each other and, yeah. and competing for space we don't we never want to do a montage we don't want to do pre-shows we don't want to just flood games so um that's where the spotlights come in where it's a it's a good opportunity to just do yeah. a little extra in between the big productions well we we uh we've talked about before we know what makes a good showcase is people who have watched dozens upon dozens of them at this point. Yeah. So we, we know exactly what people like to see from it. And that's where we kind of try to model these around. Um, and funny enough, you brought up, we don't want to do a pre-show. I was very heavily in favor of a pre-show for this one only because we had a lot of out now games yeah and and not bill it at like you know here's a pre-show come earlier just that would be the start time and then but it, it worked out for the best yeah i think my like devil's advocate towards that was like i didn't want the out now games to feel isolated from the main show and, and which i understand yeah, completely yeah, yeah. I, and i'm i'm glad it we did it the way we did it um yeah and it, i think it worked out and flowed really nicely mm -hmm. um we get tossed in the fun fact here. Uh, how do you say the game? You interviewed them. Orla? No, not Orla. Ananku? Ananku is available now on Steam. <laughs> it's out now on Early Access, by the way. Yeah. So go go to the Steam page and support it. We'll, we'll talk about it later during the game 
to game breakdown yeah. but uh yeah that was a surprise to us <laughs> yeah we didn't know that after we shot everything we were like oh okay uh, okay we'll just keep on keeping on <laughs> the trailer we have says like coming summer so it's not like it doesn't look too weird <laughs> but no yeah, yeah yeah which is obviously it's fine it's just yeah. funny that like and i yeah go ahead no it was, it was funny just that like there were a couple games that were like surprise like pre-release games um that we had to like shift some things around the last minute like literally mm-hmm. the night before we shot there was there was things we were trying to shift around so they made more sense so they were like included in the out now section which means things in the other sections for the upcomings had to get like shuffled around and like obviously mm-hmm. we try to group things up in like similar themes or genres yeah um, so it made the night before a little stressful <laughs> yeah and like just shout out to the games that we we showed off um only because we were impressed by the trailers that we watched when they submitted yeah and the new trailers for most of them that we got are like way better than even the original ones dude that phoenix springs trailer Oh, that is so full disclosure on that one. We'll get to it later. Yeah. We picked that game based really on like aesthetic alone. And we were just intrigued by the way it looks and what the 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 promise of what like what the story would be. The trailer we got for the showcase that you all have seen, we had no idea a lot of that was part of it. No. And we were just blown away by it. And I'm I'm very happy that we were able to show that off because I feel like that one's going to be pretty big. Yeah, I think that's going to be pretty damn special. Like we we said, like in hindsight, like if um if we didn't have Cristala, for example, like Cristala, like is something again we'll talk about later. But like Cristala, as we said in the showcase, has like a uh we have a connection with Cristala being like the first game. Sorry, I'm trying to I, I want to confirm something with Phoenix Springs. That's why I'm like stumbling over my words. Oh, okay. Um. We have a connection with Cristala because it was like the first game we ever covered as media. So like we knew mm-hmm. right away, like that was like one of the first games we confirmed. I was like, no, I want this to be the closer because it's kind of like a full circle moment. It ties into the play NYC spotlight. It's a nice little narrative. Um, but like if we didn't have Cristala, like and like we we had something we didn't do this time around was review the trailers before we even started editing or write <laughs> things. But again, a month goes a long way. Um yeah if things were normal and we reviewed trailers ahead of time, uh, Phoenix Springs would have probably been the closer. Yeah. Cause that, that trailer is just so fucking stellar. It's so good. Yeah. Um, my, my, my favorite transition. Yeah. Uh, not getting into the game at all. Again, we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about that when Matt and Harry join us. Um, my favorite thing that you did for this one is the transition into hot buns. Hell yeah, baby. My God. I, I think that might be, my favorite thing and i'm going to really struggle in the future ones to not ask for you to do that all the time (laughs) dude when it works i will absolutely do it it's just like i'm all for it but that was just like that was great yeah it was just so killer and uh so phoenix springs that is an exclusive trailer for us that's why i want to confirm yeah baby (laughs) again we usually have this information (laughs) on the top of our minds uh but uh hey one month down it's fine (laughs) and we also got the checkmate showdown exclusive yeah yeah which is cool uh with hot buns I i will say i've been singing that fucking song for like two weeks now yeah 
<laughs> Let me see you move it. Let me see you shake it. Soundtrack is stellar. It's something good. something that I don't think is possible just because I don't think they're readily like available. But I said to Mike while we were watching it a few days ago, I would love to make a playlist somewhere of just all these trailers. Songs. I know. Because they are all stellar. Yeah, the the music this time around, like fucking like nonstop back to back to back killer tunes throughout. I mean, like speaking of killer tunes, um, uh, oh my god, I was gonna say something. Like, I was like, oh, killer tunes. We had a really good song. Oh, uh, this again, we'll talk about it. But the scroll of the gun song. Yes, <laughs> uh, we. So, Mike, uh, uh, I asked him about like you know, make sure you had all the trailers, whatever. He was like, yeah, uh, scroll of the gun is like two minutes long. I was like, oh no, two thirty, I think. <laughs> 2.30, I was like, oh, no, that's a little on the longer side of things. And then we watched it the first time. You're like, no. Nah, flew fine. by, and we immediately watched it again. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was totally fine. It was fine. Uh, yeah, like some, some like, behind the scenes, like, inside baseball stuff. We, we, tr- we'd never want to, like, tell the devs, like, Thank you for talking about behind the scenes stuff on the behind the scenes podcast of the showcase. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the behind the scenes part of the behind the scenes podcast. Um, something we uh, we never want to like tell the devs like what we want and stuff. I will say for hot buns. I did. He had a different trailer for us. I was like, listen, your other trailers are so good. That song fucking slaps. Please let us have that one. He was like, oh, yeah, fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, we never like to tell the devs like, hey, like do this, do that. Yeah. Restrict whatever it's their time. baby. It's their baby. We always hope that trailers are like around a minute long. Like that's like yeah. the sweet spot. So like when we see something like a two minute, two minute, 30 second trailer pop up for something like Squirrel with a Gun, for example, we're like, oof, hopefully it's well paced. Hopefully it's a strong trailer. And man, Dan fucking nailed it. Come on. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> Oh, oh man, James Bond, but as a squirrel, it's so sign good. me up. That was also one of the uh, so uh, obviously, like, we opened up submissions publicly on June 1st when we like announced it wide. Um, but prior to that, there were a couple games that I wanted to like headhunt a little bit that I, I reached out to see if they're interested in doing it. Obviously, some people just weren't ready to show something or weren't comfortable mm-hmm. with it or and totally fine obviously we have a long list by the way too we have a long list. Listening. it's a long list um some of them we are saving for hopefully march yes. to, to get for march yeah, yeah. if we hopefully it's hopefully it's april but probably march who knows um if you if we don't know because we don't know when pax east is yeah we, we do yeah. it around paxes obviously mm-hmm. um but yeah uh uh cristala was well so the first game the first first game was wrestle story steve because steve is a part of the coop he's a friend of the show um so like he, i think he he shot us a uh shot me an email just like complimenting the indicast or something like to say something about like whatever topic we were talking about yeah I, I just reached i i replied back i was like hey we're doing another showcase in august do you want could we get wrestle story for it do we want you yeah. want to include wrestle story because we like, played it at pax east this year yeah we loved we're blown it. away by it um and like the quickest yes i've ever heard in my life and like straight away like i must have been mid-may like instantly submitted everything (laughs) so there was uh yeah steve uh was part of my headhunting um and dan with squirrel of a gun um kyle with crypt custodian um just Mm -hmm. a lot of these games i've just been following for such a long time that i adore and cristala yeah of course um 
just like really quick like four like those four alone like oh my fucking god what a what a foursome right yeah. there mm-hmm. um and then not to mention the submissions that we got and and some friendly faces uh in the submissions like um project anomaly was something we played at play nyc last year that we really loved so it was really cool seeing them pop up yeah um and, and I, even uh, I, hell screen was hell screen we passed on in march just gonna bring that up yeah like yeah it, so because we had so many submissions for march the ones that were no like like it's always hard to explain it without know, like without seeming like we're offending them and without the, seeming the ones and, and also that, without seeming like hypocritical because we say like there's oh, no gatekeeping or anything like that and there, oh, there isn't yeah, but yeah, like, no 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 we have we to, just, there's a number in mind and like, absolutely we don't want a uh two and a half hour you know long show uh just because that would be crazy um but some of the games that were on the fringe of making the one in march that we absolutely loved but timing and didn't fit like in the groupings or whatever we looked to those first this time which yeah. i think is great and yeah hell screen was definitely one of them yeah and the um, only reason we passed on hell screen in march is because we had fortunes run and we're like oh yes. do we want another lo-fi F- do we want two lo-fi fps's mm-hmm. during the show probably not yeah so the only reason we well not the only reason i mean fortunes run fucking kicks ass um, oh yeah but like fortunes run like <laughs> we gave them the green light before hell screen submitted so we're like ah fuck yeah so like hell screen was a quick like yo you want to be in please <laughs> um and coincidentally same developer as vaporwave pinball nice which was yeah, yeah. So it was a, a nice twofer. Uh, it's which is the was is Hellscreen the game where it starts red? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So during the first edit that we watched, it follows carry, carry onward. onward. Yeah. And the way the carry onward trailer ends, where he opens the door and uh, like just a red. very bright red light just envelops the room without the transition or whatever it goes straight into hell screen and that starts red too i'm like oh my god it's connected <laughs> this is great and like for some reason i i i screwed up in the edit somehow so like it originally didn't start with the title screen hell screen so it just transitioned oh, from that yeah. red door to like the red gameplay of hell screen it was like so perfect it was so fluid it's nuts and you wanted <laughs> me to keep it like that i did <laughs> i was like i can't fucking do that i know but it, it, like it was just cool those games yeah uh man uh getting some questions yeah let's start with one jacob mccourt uh we'll take it one by one because uh we got a lot of a lot of good questions okay do you guys have some of your early planning docs available i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> jacob you think we're you think more we're organized? organized um oh oh like like the timeline uh well the to- so like we yeah. have those so the way we do our docs i have to do it i have to clean up the google drive by the way i pay i like paid for google drive for this month and it's already fully filling up oh, um so the way we do the stuff um we do have for the initial the the stuff uh we do have we made an initial google doc for 2022 of like how we want to do things um and i just went into the 2022 docs folder nope not there anymore (laughs) um pretty much 
and out like me and Kyle sat down and we put together an outline of like, okay, what works for showcases? What do we like? What don't we like? What do we want to avoid? What do we want to achieve? What do we want to like, just how do we want it to look? Um, and then we, from there, we put together a timeline just on Google sheets of, if I could find the timeline, I could legit just like picture lock. It. Yeah. Filming date, audio, make sure we have all, um, uh, um, oh my God, assets from the devs. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for example, for this one, um, you know why I don't have the early docs? Cause I just use the same doc and I fucking overwrite everything. That makes which, so much sense, <laughs> which I shouldn't do. <laughs> But yeah, like June 1st for, for this one, June 1st, announce on socials, open submissions, June 23rd, game submission uh, deadline, June 30th, we make, we confirm our selections, July 17th, internal script deadline, share with the partners, July 24th, final script approval from partners, and by partners, I mean the devs, uh, July 29th, filming, August 4th, assets deadline, August 13th, picture lock, August 20th, final and graphics lock, final audio and graphics lock. Uh, August 20, well, this, I didn't update this because of the Starfield thing. August 24th would be, uh, the YouTube premiere and then sending out the press release to media influencers and also sending media, um, the private Vimeo link. Then August 31st at 12 PM EDT showtime, August 31st post show landing page interviews and post show podcast publishes. So that's what just now the 30th, which is now the 30th. Thank you. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we put together a timeline and the timeline is like pretty similar each time around, at least like the core beats. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously like we look at a calendar and we're like, okay, what is, what's going on in the industry? Like we obviously want to avoid weekends. We want to avoid any time we're not available. We obviously, except for this one where we lost a month, we want to give ourselves enough breathing room to get everything together. Um, uh, yeah. The, the part of that rundown that was a little rushed was going through submissions. We had to do, we had to do that yeah. pretty quick. We had to do that quick. Uh, just because we wanted to firm up everything by the end of the month, really. What was it? Three weeks you gave everybody. Yeah. Because, um, because we need to write the script and, yeah, and then we, find we would a have location to shoot and yeah. all that stuff. Um, that was the other, like, nerve-wracking thing was like landing the location because the idea we have and like we'll see how long we can actually do this um the idea that kyle had was to feature uh, uh so like an organization or a venue in new york that is doing like something like for the gaming industry yeah a new play just like show off the city time. yeah just to show off like the because obviously yep. like games get a lot of credit on the west coast sf austin like yep. um yeah so like new york gets overlooked quite a bit so we want to make sure we highlight folks like brookland like like wonderville that are like mm-hmm. really supporting the scene really supporting like wonderville wonderville in particular just like fucking one-to-one uh align with mission and and oh, uh, yeah. beliefs and whatnot but brookland like brookland obviously very heavily into the esports scene yeah. mm-hmm. also vitally important like yeah it's just great that like gaming does exist here well i'm in raleigh there <laughs> <laughs> uh and it's important for people to know that you shouldn't sleep on new york when it comes to yeah. games um and, I, and like yeah we are you know new york based uh, for the most part east coast what i would love to do for future ones is just go two different ones around the east coast yeah different gaming spots and just highlight these cool little 
local places where you can just come and game and chill out and and have a good time because they're popping up more and more which is fantastic oh, yeah. but uh yeah i want to make sure people know about them out here at least um i'm still i'm still like just looking for things i know we had like a master so like after the first show we had a feedback doc from partners and uh some like comments from from the youtube video comments on twitter and stuff like that so we took a lot of that into account for the march show for the 2023 march show um and then we kind of based on that feedback we restructured and tightened a couple things up and um a part of that master doc we also had we we do have somewhere kyle i don't know where <laughs> we do have kind of like a wish list of games that we would love to feature um I'll, like, I'll try to find it it's somewhere i mean <laughs> just, I, I don't want just so i know it i'm not gonna say it yeah, out loud yeah, yeah. I just so just we know where it is be assured granted there, we know because there's like 30 some games on <laughs> there's there. a lot on there <laughs> and like a lot of these are games that like we've played at paxes or we've seen on twitter or or just whatever like games that haven't been really showcased before that really um we believe deserve the spotlight um so that's like kind of a part of the planning doc process as well uh, can i can i just tease one that because it'll never happen what the big one well i don't know if it's the same big one okay we have we have big ones that are never gonna fucking happen yeah no i so badly want to reach out to the dev of the last night that <laughs> yeah. xbox game that was available on the on the stage years ago just to it'd be really cool if we were the ones to re-showcase it <laughs> it's never gonna happen never that's gonna why happen. i feel comfortable saying it here but we're gonna keep shooting our shot so when it does happen you can come back to here and like hey those guys they don't give up <laughs> um yeah that's part of the doc process as well and and yeah just like really um oh it's in the 2023 planning doc by the way oh there's that's a, they we do are. have a 2023 planning doc yeah, sure. <laughs> I, dude, I gotta clean it once we're done with this whole fucking ordeal. I gotta really do some spring cleaning. Um, so uh, uh, no, it's I, also I, the one from twenty two because there are keys from. Oh, there are keys from twenty two. Yeah. Uh, so Jacob, half yes, half no. <laughs> half yes, half no. Yeah, we're not that organized. I we probably should be. Yes. Uh, and well, the the big doc that we have is we have a spreadsheet of um. Well, obviously, the, the submissions are a big Google spreadsheet. Like, everybody submits through Google. Um, and that's how we go, like, piecemeal, like, one, game by game. Go to their websites, go to their socials, go to their Steam pages if they're available. Check out whatever trailers are available. And that's how we kind of determine. Like, it's a very, like, it's a very fascinating process, especially, like, with the March one. Granted, th this one was also daunting because it was, like, 200 submissions that we had to go through. But the March one in particular, being 500 plus, like going game by game by game, it took a month. Like we went like little by little. Um, and then when we closed submissions, that's when we reached out to everybody be like, Hey, would you like to be a part of this? And obviously we need to get the green light for people to like say like, yes, I would like to be a part of it. Then we could like finalize and like secure their spot. But like there are, there have been times where like we wouldn't hear back from somebody and we would have to move on to somebody else, which mm -hmm. also like, that's where like that extra month, like really it, it becomes vital as well. Like there are a couple people that we reached out to that we would have loved to get for this one, but we just never heard back from. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have a spreadsheet that like it goes, we have it listed by uh, 
game dev the steam page and then like just um kind of like marking off it's very ins- the system is very inspired by like how bands used to like mark their tracks and stuff so like when you record the drums you you fill in a grid green or a color or whatever so we- I, that's why i was giggling oh, to sure. myself it's just because we make things certain colors and then forget what those colors mean yes correct uh <laughs> like i'm looking at a purple one right now it's like what does purple mean don't worry about it uh okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore um well good for the next showcase that's what i'm not saying fair, fair. um so yeah, we have a section for like, okay, did we do we have the trailer from them? Do we have the key art? Do we have the information that we need? Do we have screenshots? Did they tell us if they have a demo or not? Did they tell us if they're at PAX West or not? Did they tell us if they're interested in an interview? Did we record that interview? So it's kind of like that. It's a giant spreadsheet with all that information, um, which is like that's the most vital doc, mm-hmm. and that's where we also determine the run of show, like how we want to group each games, each of the games what how many groupings we want which games are being singled out as like the standalone kind of things mm-hmm. to break up the packs um yeah it's a very arduous process <laughs> but uh, it's, it's necessary i don't know how you you do this without doing that Mm-mm. just just accepting everybody that without going through it is not great no <laughs> yeah it's a lot and sometimes I feel like other showcases, that's kind of what they do. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, well, I want to get it on record here. Oh, sure. No shade to the mix or dames for games. Oh, yeah. When we talk anybody about- for us moving the date, we love you. Oh, we were yeah. very excited for Dude. an indie all day showcase. I am so <laughs> bummed that Starfield and so to put it on the podcast the reason we had to bump up a day is because the starfield embargo lifts at the exact same, same time. time as the showcase was originally going to air yeah we are small potatoes yes we would have got buried we don't care if mike and kyle don't care if mike and kyle get buried we don't want the games to get buried agreed like the the games the devs trust are trusting us to put a spotlight on them and like make yeah. it a day for them I, I I'm very confident in the show and I love the show and and everything in between. We ain't Starfield. We ain't Bethesda. We ain't the most anticipated game of the year. Unfortunately, nope. a lot of people are overlooked indies in general. Yep. Um. But before the Starfield thing, dude, I was so fucking stoked that it was going to be us immediately into the mix, immediately into Dames for Games, and also I think immediately into Black Voices and Gaming. I think the mix is doing that as mm. well again this year. We, Which was completely unplanned, by the way. It just naturally it just happened. happened. <laughs> and like, what a fucking stellar kickoff to Pax West that would have been. Yep. But like, we, I, like, I was talking to Des behind the scenes a little bit. Like, we had to. Like, there, there's no way. Yeah. And like, I, I'm credit to the mix. Like, the mix has like that that power to like break oh, through absolutely. the noise. Like, yep. I really fucking hope they break through the noise. Mm-hmm. And like, thankfully. There is that at least that hour separation. Yeah. So hopefully that'll help a little bit. Obviously, yeah, it'd they, be they different if we page. were if we were doing premiering it earlier or later. Sure. But yeah. it was immediately as they drop the, yeah. the embargo drops. So like it there's no way. Great. And also, like to be totally clear, when we talk about like quote unquote other showcases and like thinking like how how oh, we yeah. operate and take inspirations, like we like the indie showcases 
fucking mm-hmm. stellar. Everybody's doing yes. it the right way. <laughs> like yeah. when I reference other showcases that don't do it the right way, they're usually the big AAA, the big guys. big guys. Yeah. Or That's like and even some of the mid tier guys, but like the indie showcases, yeah. like fucking stellar, big wholesome, wholesome day. Of the devs mix. mix dames, black voices of right. gaming fucking like that's future game show i actually like yeah um, yeah sometimes. yeah sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah um but yeah like the indie glitch. showcases are glitch uh the indie showcases are like what inspired us to do this also like again yeah. there are so many fucking indie games we just mm-hmm. want to do our part and help so that's kind of yeah. like the driving force behind that behind doing this as well mm-hmm. um speaking of which if you are listening to this the day the showcase aired on the 30th tomorrow is the mix at 1 p.m. Pacific. I'll double check, but I think you're right. Yeah. So August 31st, 1 p.m. Pacific. The mix, uh, the mix next, I think is what this one is. Um, which is also including Black Voices and Games and Dames for Games. So please go check that out. If you are going to PAX West, the mix on-site event is happening September 1st. Uh, I will be there. So let's go play some Sweet. fucking cool games. While you're looking up that information and confirming for me. Why can't I? I can never find the actual website. India's Indie Exchange. There it is. Oh wait. No, continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for from Jacob again. If uh, he would love to know if there's anything that you were super worried about that actually didn't matter. The Starfield thing mattered. <laughs> I uh, think. Yeah. Mix mix next August thirty first. Okay. One p.m. Uh, yeah it yeah, doesn't it, actually have a, it doesn't have a time on on the website but it makes I, sense i think of it's the on timing their, of hours yeah i think it's on their twitter um uh no 10 a.m pacific 10 a.m pacific 1 yeah, p.m so eastern 1 p.m eastern an hour a, an hour after us. Bad times, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh so uh, jacob asks is, is there anything that we worried about that actually didn't, didn't matter, matter in the end yeah i always worry that we we select these games and then they don't submit. Yeah. Cause then we, we you know, we're just standing there with maybe three or four rad looking games, but we s- sent out like, Oh, we would like to show your game to 30 other devs. And like, that's a nightmare I have every single time that, that we don't get actual assets from people. And sure. we, we only have like a six minute showcase or something like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, and we kind of were in that situation to some extent this year where there were a couple of folks that like missed the deadline and like things got a little too which close close okay. to the call, which it obviously happens. is totally fine. Everybody's, it is a historically busy time for the industry. Um, so like, but thankfully, like, you know, one, once folks say like, yeah, they're in, like I, I take that as like, okay, you're in, you're cool. Thankfully, like, there were trailers on YouTube if, if like I need to, like I would go to their channels. I would get the most recent yeah. thing that like represented the game best. And like, I would grab what I could. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully there was only two games this time around that I had to do that for. Yeah. Um, everybody else was like fantastic and, and mm-hmm. super communicative. Um, yeah. The Starfield thing is a, like, granted, this is a hard question to answer for this time around. Cause it didn't happen yet in this time loop. Um, the Starfield thing did it kind of still does worry me granted it we're going the day before but like 
it is Starfield. It, it, you know, future at the time of recording this, future game show is tomorrow. Um, obviously, like people are in the Gamescom hangover and the PAX West lead up. It's it's just like this Busy. year is just crammed. Yeah. Um. So you like when we when we did the when we did the original showcase, we were the only one doing it ahead of PAX East. When we did March of this year, it was only us. It was us on that. We we had that day to ourselves, and the mix was the day the day before us. I think for their GDC show. Yes, because the I week rem- before. No, because the week before. No, because GDC it would have been the day or two before. Yeah, because I remember there were games that we had were, that were also there. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Justin, if you're listening, we need to we need to have we yeah, need we coordinate. Need coordinate. <laughs> we need to coordinate there. <laughs> um. But like when it when it is just like us and the mix and with in in terms like or with that things for games black voices in gaming like mix adjacent things when mm-hmm. it's just us like I'm chilling like we just take over the indies yep. indie scene and like just fucking show people a bunch of cool fucking games but it is tough when we are competing with something like future game show or just Gamescom in general opening night live like when when everybody else starts to want to talk that's when. <laughs> that's when exhaustion comes in. That's when bandwidth gets a little too tight and uh, yeah, you get a little nervous and not to mention on the influencer side, like we always encourage live reacts and, and always love to see people like reacting to the trailers and, and be surprised and delighted and find their, their next favorite game. This may be an, a- another answer for that question, Jacob. I am worried that no one's going to live react, <laughs> <laughs> which um, I won't know until yeah, won't know it that. happens. But yeah, that's because that is literally like my favorite thing. Yeah. It's like watching people live react to just other things. But when it's ours. Yeah. Selfishly, like, we just like to see people be excited cool. about the things we're excited for. Not about us. No, no, no I, just I don't. I just see them look see, at the game. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to see people reacting to that hot buns trailer. Yeah. I want to see like specifically uh blessing at aoa jr react to checkmate showdown yeah that is a game made for blessing (laughs) um but yeah i get nervous about just bandwidth being so low across the board and like obviously like people are going to be playing Baldur's gate still and streaming Baldur's gate and like that's all and Mm -hmm. people are only going to really be caring about starfield and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that's a, a worry also but in terms of things that don't matter I guess like little things in the edit, like like there are moments where like one of our hands are up and then you cut to the next thing to to cover a take. <laughs> no, no, you you can say it, it was me. I ran no, I had a couple of things also. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, there's like little things like that, like that are oh. like inconsistent with the shots. But are we making a fucking movie? No, we're not. <laughs> but I I think the ultimate answer to this question is uh the little man over your shoulder. We were worried about mm. not having PD in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I put up a video for patrons today, just kind of sharing that, like, this is how many games we have. This is like all yeah. the details and stuff. I did straight up apologize. I was like, listen, PD ain't a part of it this year. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't get. So the story behind that, uh, me and Kelsey live in Raleigh now. PD is a skeleton as <laughs> as tall as quite tall, probably a little yeah. shorter than me. Yeah. Full grown human. I can't afford a plane ticket for a plastic fucking skeleton. <laughs> And we, during the summer, like I was oh, with your support on Patreon.com. <laughs> one jet blue ticket, please. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a little, uh, you know, we were filming in the summer. So like Spirit Halloween and like and, and Michaels and all these people don't have their Halloween stuff out yet. So I was 
planning on just buying another skeleton and just leaving it at my mom's house. Um, but it turns out that was harder than I anticipated. Uh, so yes, that's why Petey stayed at home. He wasn't part of his, part of the shoot. Yeah, but that's like a silly thing that we were worried because we lean into that gag so far pretty heavily in the first two. Yeah, and this is like the first one where he's not like a major part of it, <laughs> which is weird. He will be in spring. I mean, he is with the shirt. Oh yeah, he's with the shirt. So technically, yeah, yeah. Um, I will it's say that shirt, also. By the way, uh, shout the out to Camera French, French French Dip Design. I guess that's another worry, also, and not like that. This quote unquote doesn't matter, but like I hope people support Wonderville. I hope Agreed. I hope people either like just sign up for the member, like even if they're not local, like sign up for the membership for a month just to see what's what their deal is and like mm-hmm. throw them a couple bucks. I hope people grab the T-shirt because it's a fucking cool T-shirt. It's great. I ordered mine last week. I hope it comes. Yeah, I I've been wearing it nonstop. Yeah, you so have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I get a little nervous about that. Like we typically yeah. we don't do great with merch stuff, but like, nah. But it's fine, obviously. It's whatever. Yeah. But hopefully this time around, just people. I just want people to support Wonderville because they were so kind to us and so open and really like let us take over that space for those few hours. Um, and they they did not need to do that. I'm sure like. There was better things Rody could have did with his morning than babysit us. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I I just want to. I I hope people support Wonderville. Um, another one from from Jacob. Something you misunderstood slash underestimated about the showcase that you learned the hard way. Teleprompter. <laughs> Make sure we don't assume that all the stuff is it will be like automatically there for us. Yeah, and that goes back to um, with the first showcase. It was first showcase, as you could tell, very loosey goosey, baby. I can't watch that anymore, Mike. <laughs> it's rough. It's really rough. I can't. I mean, I'm so, I'm so proud. I'm of very it. proud. I'm of so it. proud. I just of it, can't. It's, I can't watch it. It's like April twenty two to begin with. Yeah, listening to it, I get that. Just a whole other level. <laughs> April twenty two and March twenty three, night and day. Um, as we said, when, uh, we, we, the, in the lead up to the March one, we're like, this is going to be like the new standard for what we want to do moving forward with the showcase. And hopefully August 23 proves that like, we're keeping that consistent. We are not going back to how March 22 or April 22 looked. Um, but yeah, no, that a piece of the feedback was from the first showcase was like, from from one of the development partners that, or the PR folks, so like, hey, usually we we get a script ahead of time just like to make sure like we you're saying the right thing, so on and so forth. So that was like a lesson. It was like, oh shit, yeah, no, people need to like make sure we're talking about the correct things. Yeah, that first one was pretty much all improv. We had bullet points, and I said some incorrect shit. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did too. I, some, I, I forget, dude. I got like with Exodiac, I got I straight up wrong information about Exodiac. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I love you um but yeah uh uh not assuming that everything is in place and and making sure we have a teleprompter kyle uh for the thing we have planned for the end of the year i'm planning on buying one because they're not that bad like what's not that bad a couple hundred to me that's like catastrophic i understand (laughs) but like (laughs) we'll see it would, it would be uh, so much easier uh yeah it, w- it definitely would um 
but yeah, I, I think like just like making sure like the writing. Um, I think this time around, just like I, again, it was unavoidable just because we want to be well, it was avoidable, but we want to be cute with six one, <laughs> like June first six one. Um, making sure we give ourselves enough time. Um, something I did tell myself this time was I was not going to leave the website for the last minute, and here we are a week before the showcase, or really two days before I should be giving media access to the website. I didn't start it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have uh maybe one interview done. Hey. We got a week to go. So I'm with you. There's still a lot to do, y'all. <laughs> uh yeah, just giving us ourselves enough time. Um and not really a lesson that we learned the hard way or anything, but like I do want to make sure we keep having fun with it because that's where like a Absolutely. lot of that authenticity comes in. Like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure, like, the personalities you see on camera are us, like, yeah, that way. And, like, even, like, the the reason I include, like, the little bloopers at the end is, like, to show that, like, that's actually us. Yeah. Like, we're not, like, putting on too much of a face. The, the moment we, we have, like, uh, just for a lack of a better term, like, a suit there in the yeah. background being, like, all right, no inside jokes, no... Yeah, no, no laughing straight face be serious i think at that point i might be done <laughs> with showcases yeah and like i which will never happen no, as long no. as I, we're in charge and staying true to like never charging the devs anything yeah. never never like putting any restrictions towards the devs in any way shape or form mm-hmm. granted if like we get to the point where it's like like we do like the mix kind of thing where like they like we grow big enough to like be able to do a physical events if we don't get a sponsor or whatever and like people want to donate for that cool but like even for the showcases it's like aside from like the what can be covered through patreon i pot i like <laughs> i i shell out quite a bit sometimes yeah um because i've been unemployed <laughs> and i can't help with that. and like that's just like i refuse to put that burden on the on the devs because a lot of the Absolutely. devs that we show like like take turn by turn villain for example like super small solo indie dev that's straight up on itch like i'm not i don't want to put any cost on on his back just because he wants to yeah. be a part of a show yep um so like if we ever need like mon- like extra monetization like we would try to like seek out partners who believe in the vision like we're I have a, another like little thing uh there's somebody's in our inbox about like a white castle sponsorship like something like that I would what? not I would not do that because like clearly they don't give a shit they're just doing nah. outreach but like if it is somebody who gives a shit about indies then yeah that would be like the only time we would like probably let in some sort of like monetary thing to like give us some aid I I think there are maybe be some other exceptions. Hint it, Celsius, where are you at? Celsius, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's wild, White Castles in our DMs. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. I was trying to like, I know yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's hard to navigate that kind of conversation. Yeah, that, that is absolutely a last resort thing. We don't want the devs to spend any extra money. No, and again, well, like the mix in particular, like they put on a physical event. So like, absolutely. They, they need, the, like physical events are fucking expensive. Yes, they so are. Like, kudos to them for only charging what they charge for the physical mm-hmm. space. It's fucking wild. Um, man, I can't wait to go to on on the first to um, the Seattle one. Um, Final thing from Jacob. Tell us your plans for next time. <laughs> Jacob, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I will say, and I haven't told you this yet. I do have an oh, idea boy. for a location. Sweet. 
I, I mean, that's the hardest part. It is the hardest part. I like, I will say if, and we talked about this behind the scenes and like, I think it's fine to say it publicly. If we have trouble finding a new place that like, cause it's always that weird conversation of like, Hey, who are you? What do you want to do? Why do you want to do this? How much do you need? So on and so forth. Um, if we end up running into that, like that blockade, like I have no problem doing it at Wonderville again. Cause Oh yeah. They fucking rule. And yep. if they have us back, of course, <laughs> If they're not pissed that we we blew a bunch of pieces, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just because Mark and Stephanie are so fucking kind. Obviously, Rhodey is mm-hmm. is great. Uh, Mark and Stephanie being two of the owners, um, and they're constantly like swapping out arcade cabs. I would like to actually like do a proper like spotlight of the arcade cabs, like whether that yeah. is a part of the the showcase itself or like a separate kind of thing we do, like the Play NYC thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, plans for next time. You know, we'll we'll see. I, I think um, usually we learn about PAX East towards the end of the year. I think last year we learned about PAX East in November. Um, so that's when we'll start talking about the next one, probably. Granted, well, no, I can't say any more than that. Um, you know where I was going. Uh, I do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we're going to start planning as soon as PAX East uh, shares their dates because we like to kind of like tie ourselves with the packs hype and what just makes sense it just makes sense because and obviously like when it when it does overlap with gdc it makes it a little more muddy but like then that mm-hmm. gives us the opportunity to link up with like the mix like whether it is voluntary or involuntary and just make it like a big uh indie blowout um so yeah uh plans for next time tbd we'll we'll see it we're doing a spring one it's it's we're gonna keep on keeping on to keep it the same vibe <laughs> you know I don't know, Jacob. You tell us. What do you want from? That too. Yeah. What do you want? (laughs) What do you want from us, Jacob? You're a showcase producer. Tell me what you want. Yeah. Like, like honestly, like, do you want us to do other things outside of just like the interviews, or or is there more? Do you want us to do like showcasing the games? Do you want us to? I mean, ideally, it'd be cool to have like let's plays of all these ready to go. Yeah, that was an idea we had also, but again, it's just a bandwidth bandwidth thing. Yeah. Because y'all, we don't pay ourselves. I just, I hope you guys don't know. I hope you guys know that. <laughs> like I said earlier, the only way I could afford to go shoot the showcase is because of Patreon. And Patreon, I had ten dollars to my name. Like <laughs> bless y'all, pay, uh, Patreon producers or yeah, the showcase yes. producers because like yeah. you helped pay like what wonder like you helped us pay Rody for his time. You helped me buy breakfast for Visioncraft yep. Productions. <laughs> you helped me buy a, a, a train ticket for Kyle. Yep. Um. But yeah, aside from that, outside the showcase producers, like again, I love all of our uh, patrons. Like, Absolutely. you help with the the daily cost of just keeping yep. the lights on. Like, literally, you're keeping the lights on. Yes, um, <laughs> we do not pocket anything. <laughs> nope. The only time I pocket something is if I uh, funds would like, <laughs> like I I'm still owed money from like the showcase, so like, I try yeah, to reimburse yeah, yeah, yeah. myself a little yeah. bit. Absolutely. <laughs> That's like the only time po- yeah. uh, funds get pocketed. And plus, you're the one that gets all the fun, like press kits. I only so. got the one. Yeah, you still got all one. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. <laughs> there was one year I got, it was during lockdown. I, I got just like, I forgot what it was for, but it was just like a fake newspaper. Really? I forgot. What, I don't know what game it was for, though. It was weird. Uh, thank you, Jacob. But yeah, uh, seriously, and this goes for anybody listening, um, tell us what you want to see 
going forward we're always listening to feedback that like we're always like trying to improve trying to tweak trying to make things better like let us know mm-hmm. let's move on to the good sir this is going longer than i thought which is great yeah uh, I know we were like, we're going to take a break in between. We might just run straight into we'll it. See. Uh, the good sir. So looking forward to the showcase. couple questions for you. With this being your third mini indie showcase, what have you learned through the process and how do you see the showcase evolving going forward? Mm-hmm. Anything you hope to change slash, uh, slash adjust in the future? Uh, so what have we learned through the process? I know we kind of like answered it a little bit, but we did i mean maybe not like a technical you know filming editing side of things just personally like being more comfortable on camera uh, i've learned which we yeah. hinted at a little bit but just like i know during the showcase you can tell i have uh, two or three stances that's it uh, hands on <laughs> yeah. the chest hands in my pockets or just randomly like floating in the air so like you know learning just how to have more of a quote-unquote stage presence sure. when i'm on when i'm on camera um is like you look at that first one it's wild <laughs> uh first of all we were sitting <laughs> second, I, I i would not do a sitting one again no no no, no, no. absolutely not um yeah, I think just personally, I've grown and learned of what not to do and be more comfortable. Um, you know, also as, as a bigger human, it, it's I'm a little self conscious of being on screen, so learning to Same. be comfortable in that. Yeah. So, like, you know, that those are the kind of things I take away from this more than, you know, the edit was really cool or what to look lighting wise, sure, whatever. Sure. I, you know, it, that's whatever. Um, I think a big takeaway, something I learned is like how important it is to surround ourselves and collaborate with folks who not only believe in the vision, um, but are authentic and care and just like overall kind human beings like Marcus, Manny and Ryan of vision craft productions are like three of the fucking most delightful human beings I've ever met in my life. And on the production side, like coming from the film world and and the audio engineering world and the, that production world before I was in the games industry, easily some of the nicest production folks I've ever had the pleasure of working with, like no doubt. And they're so they patient. They make a cameo in the showcase. They do make cameo in the showcase. I made the sure to, I made sure to yeah. include them. That was great. Um, yeah. It's really important to work with folks that like just have are who are just on the same wavelength as you. Cause it just makes like production it's a tedious process and like, it's very easy to get impatient and frustrated, especially like there are some lines in this, like where I struggled heavily and like just kept repeating myself over and over and over again. There were a couple lines for you Same. as well. Yeah. So like I kept, uh, what forgetting your lines multiple times yeah. and everyone else noticed except for me. <laughs> <laughs> we did like four takes until I finally caught on because you were like, all right, let's stop. It's like, well, what I do wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I feel like anybody else you would easily see on their face, like the frustration and like just wanting to like collect the check, which didn't exist for vision graph this time around. Uh, they're just like collecting the payday and like just bouncing. But like they were so patient. They provided feedback like they were fucking fantastic. They always are fantastic. And yeah, hopefully. even though we might have felt good about a take, they're like, yeah, let's do one. more. Exactly. They're just not like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, whatever. Like they were just actually like giving feedback and like because this is obviously like something new in their wheelhouse as well. They're, they're more 
traditional commercial kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's really great getting that, that outside feedback. And again, just vital to work with folks who, who are on your same wavelength um, and not being afraid to ask for help. Cause like the first showcase, we did it ourselves at my old job and being, I, I'm not, I'm using this term because this is a general term when it comes to production stuff, being the talent plus trying to be the camera person, plus trying to be the audio person, plus trying to be the lighting person, plus trying to be the set design person. Not great. Plus having to rewrite codes on a whiteboard and get plus having to wrong. codes on a whiteboard. <laughs> um, oh boy. Also, like somebody I want to shout out as well, Clancy. Oh yes, absolutely. Like, the value that Mike Clancy has brought to the last showcase, which the last showcase he just like fucking was just like in our DMs, like, hey, do you want this for the show? I think I could do this. Yeah. I can make this cool thing, and he whips things up in like minutes, and I don't yeah. understand how. Yeah. Like there's the the showcase the way it was filmed whatever still beautiful yeah Clancy takes it but up a whole another level because like it's even insane. things like the producer end card for example and which a great example is looking at the play NYC spotlight which I like how I did it in the play NYC spotlight but comparing that to the end of this showcase it is so much fucking better looking in this showcase because there is just like the font going like the the text like swooping in slight animation the shine on the on everybody's names like. That goes such a long way, not to mention like the little things where it, it shows six slash showcase mm-hmm. our names, like how they like slide in from the left and right when we say our names and then like drop down. Like, yeah. I don't understand the talent <laughs> within uh, Clancy's mind. <laughs> um, and yeah, like you said, he just like elevates it. It's it's wild. So, yeah, again, just like not being afraid to ask for help because you can't do everything on your own. Um, and I know how that sounds, Kyle, when me saying it, <laughs> shut up. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, depending on how things sound in March, uh, I may, uh, give the audio to somebody else. I think I'm over it. <laughs> Granted again, this time it was easy, but like there yeah. were, there were a couple moments where I was like, it's fucking driving me crazy. I love how the person who used to do audio, it's like, I'm yeah, so no, over I'm it. <laughs> I'm so dumb with it. <laughs> shit um i know we had a couple other questions uh well like in this this same first Mm -hmm. thing um how do you see it evolving going forward that was the second part of this oh man that's a great question i would i mean i think ideally for both of us and for the rest of the team it'd be so cool to have follow like the mix and play crafting and have an in-person thing yeah with the games yeah so like it, since we are tying it to packs in an unofficial way, like the night before the first day of packs, uh, go to yeah. a play, place and do do that kind of stuff. Why'd you hesitate? Talk about it later. <laughs> uh oh, did I make no, a boo boo? No, 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 you're fine. No, you're, oh, okay. <laughs> that I, I will say because now I just sound like a shady fuck. Yeah, we have talked about that. Like, we've oh, actually yes. talked about things like that. And there's Absolutely, like, conceptually, but there are taking it out of that. Sure. Just we've had doing it. We've taken a, a tiny little step towards that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this ain't happening for spring. Like, no, no, no. It, this no, is no, like no, a down the road kind of thing. But I'm saying yes. like that. It, that is something. Yeah. Something that we would like to evolve yes. into. <laughs> Thank the you. Line. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, fuck, what, uh, hour mean, 15 in? <laughs> yeah. 
I just make it easier for people to play the game. I uh, the, play the games like we already make it easy. Like yeah. we have the splash page. We have the, the you know, go to the store, wish list on Steam. Most of them have demos, which is great. Yeah. But I think having an in-person thing is like. I don't know. The next like. Attractive thing for people to watch at home, like, oh, next time. They have an in-person thing. We can actually play the games that they showed off. Like that's like added value, I guess. Yeah. yeah um... I plead the fifth on the rest of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, nothing is sentence done or anything. And these are just like early conceptual dream conversations that we're having and nothing, nothing happened in, in the immediate future. Trust me. Um, how do I see these showcase evolving going forward? I hope it, does keep evolving like i don't want to i don't want to be like okay march 23 happened we fucking nailed it cool shots looked great done nailed it let's just repeat it for august like it's very similar to what we did in march because i think we set the standard for what we want to do but like we are we did do a few things differently like even on the back end like we did stay in one location to make things a little easier a little bit of a smoother process we this time around and i we got to organize it a little better again, the whole one month thing. I, I know I keep harping on that. It's a big fucking deal, but like, I love that Harry has uh, his roundup article. Uh, Austin reviewed carry onward for us. Matt um, has bombing impressions, the video game bombing too, not the act of bombing. Uh <laughs> uh but yeah it's just like keep evolving just, in that way like i i like <laughs> something i think i think we do very well is like the bonus content it's like keep flush content um and like complimentary stuff um i just I, can't i can't stop thinking of matt writing a diary about all his bombings <laughs> Jesus Christ. and that's what he puts on the site yeah without uh. anybody checking yeah um but yeah to I, be clear I just, matt does not bomb anything. no matt is a very delightful <laughs> human being yes uh but yeah, just like I'd never want to stand still. Um, and I think we even are already showing a bit of evolution just through just through doing a, a second one in 2023. Because again, we're a DIY crew with not too many resources. Like we, we get very creative <laughs> with the tools that we have. So being able to do two of these a year is a fucking stretch. But, but question for you, Mike, that kind of fits in the same thing. Sure. We did the one more thing. You got to do the t-shirt thing. Yeah. What What's the next thing? What doing? is the next trope? Are we going to get a, mm -hmm. uh, a, a uh, orchestra <laughs> to perform a song? So I will say something I wanted <laughs> to do. I So like so the, the music that we have, like as the intro of the show and like that plays in the background while we're talking, just like fill the dead air a little bit. That's something like I bought the license for. Like that's not like an original composition or anything. I do want to like bite off Keely a little bit and get like a mini indie showcase theme. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like there is a name I had in mind and we have a, a very loose connection to this person. And I don't know if I could actually make it happen, but it would be so fucking cool if I can make it happen. I mean, I also just thought of one, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you after. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is like, nobody fucking knows who this person is, but it's very cool for me. <laughs> um, Fair. But yeah, I, I would like to do like an official theme song. Uh, but as mm -hmm. far as like the one more thing kind of thing, I, I don't know. 
Um, we did break our rule from March. We said like we we're gonna do like an inspired game, like a, a retro throwback kind of thing. Oh no, our tradition's <laughs> yeah, we, gone. We broke the, tra- the tradition already. Oh no. Um, we'll try to bring that tradition back when it makes sense. There is a, do any of the, the do any of the games fit that criteria? Um, let me look at the lineup. I don't th- I don't think so to be honest. Oh, that just bummed me out. <laughs> <laughs> We specifically mentioned a new tradition, and then you know what? That's a spring tradition. <laughs> it's a spring tradition. <laughs> I'm Melissa. You can say Cristala is inspired by. I mean, you say Sekiro and Assassin's yeah. Creed. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I don't know uh, what the one more thing for next time is going to be. We'll see. When it happens, it happens. I do have. I mean, there is that one dream game that hasn't replied to me that I want for the showcase. One of the one of the targets on the list. Mm-hmm. That would be a great one more thing that fits into the the theme of uh, retro throwbacks. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe March. Who knows? Yeah. We're spring. I keep saying March. It, I swear to God, I don't know what the date is. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just coincidentally. We're just guessing. Just guessing. Um, anything you hope to change slash adjust in the future? That was the the third part of this first question. Not really. I can't think of anything that we ever haven't already thought of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, like in the weeks to come, I'm sure like we're going to like, once we like actually like have time to breathe and like decompress and like probably like watch it again and like actually have our like debrief meetings, there will probably be some things that pop up like, Oh, we should do this different. We should do that. Should do that a little different. Even if it is like back end production stuff, like, maybe not fuck around for the first two hours and like, oh, like things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's on a great shooting one. day. Cause like we tend to like, w- we walked into Wonderville and then we, we played games for like two hours and we just hung out and we're just, and we just hung chatting. Out. That was it. And if we didn't do that, we would have, uh, been done a long time ago. Yeah. Probably could have did some of those bar scenes. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, no, not, not that I can think of right now. Like I like our core format. It's just like with each show and like during each pre-production phase, that's when things start kind of like lining up and that's when ideas start forming and like structures start happening. Mm-hmm. I know there was something you said, actually, like we want to like the structure is fine, but like just avoiding the the trio thing. Like, Oh yeah. Like, just like, so like from the like script point of view, like, I did notice it was maybe a little bit formulaic. Yeah. Three games come back to us. One game come back to us. Three games, you know, repetitive kind of thing. You talk, then I talk games. You talk or I talk, then you talk, you know, maybe switch it up somehow. Yeah. So things like that, like little things like that. Yeah. But like we said, always, always want to evolve. Never want to stand still. Uh, Next question. I know, like myself, Mike lives for the vibes. What was the vibe for this particular showcase, both on screen and off? Off screen, oh, good vibes all around. Off screen, deliriously tired. Because I was flying the day before. And obviously, like I said, Marcus and co were in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania yeah. gambling. I don't know. Did I, did I mention the gambling part? You did. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, off screen. I was hot. It was real warm. It was it was the, the hottest, hottest day, of the year. day in the city. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was real bad. And 
I only own jeans, so I was miserable. <laughs> uh, on screen, yeah, I'm just having a good time. It's one of those things where, like most podcasts, where you're done recording, when you think about what you actually said, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like I say it, it's out of my brain, it's gone forever. Um, so it, once you're in it, you're just kind of like making sure you speak clearly yeah um and, and you're not like, like that, but... doing anything stupid with your hands and you're not like swaying there's a couple times where we're both just like swaying back and forth well, we also <laughs> were standing for four hours <laughs> very fair yeah we didn't move from that spot we just recorded straight it was not great yeah um yeah i don't know it just i was just happy to be with you and harry and, and the the vision craft team like they're all amazing humans. It was it was just fun. It's good times. Yeah, and just Wonderville in general. Good vibe. Yeah. Just like a great place to be. Like play some games and chill out a little bit. It was great. Yep. Um. Yep. And even like like I said, like the attitude throughout was great. It was positive. Everybody was having a good time. Like even when we were fucking up, like the blooper reel is pretty great. <laughs> like some of the outtakes are pretty great. Yeah. Um. Like nobody was getting frustrated. Nobody was feeling overwhelmed. Like even like with Brooklyn again, like fantastic. Can't be more grateful. Um, but like we we felt the rush a little bit because like they really needed to set up that Smash tournament. They really needed yeah. to set up the bar. Yep. We like it very much felt like we were in their way. There's like, a line one, outside. Yeah. So to like come in. We really felt the pressure in in February when we filmed the March one. Yeah. This time it was chill. Like we we ended up we blew a fuse like in the middle or like towards the beginning I think yep um and then we blew another fuse uh because somebody turned something on at the bar to prep we blew another fuse when we had one more line to 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 record yeah. and it was like one fifty or something and we knew we mm-hmm. had to like be done at two o'clock and we're like oh fuck that was like the only time that was like oh, okay but it all worked out great vibes yep. all around yes. Uh, and then he just said, uh, once again, just want to reiterate how damn proud I am of all of you. You're truly building something extremely special here at six one Indie. Love you all. Oh, thanks buddy. Thanks Cole. Appreciate you. Love you too. Love you too. Any closing thoughts for the first segment of this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, great times, great people, great games. It was a fun time. It was a good time good time great oldies yep. proud of you proud of you i think we killed it once again mm-hmm. not to sound conceited but i think our our bond our chemistry shows very yeah. well on screen absolutely people will never know me. people will never know that i fucking hate you <laughs> and, and all those hits all those smacks were authentic <laughs> <laughs> what a twist how it's only for patreon people (laughs) i sit here as mike yells and screams at me for no apparent reason yeah cole you want to know the vibe for the showcase toxic (laughs) it was toxic (laughs) yeah mike controlled my every movement (laughs) if you zoom in closely that's why the shot was so far away so you can't see the strings (laughs) (laughs) absolutely those hits were for real (laughs) i did feel bad about those that would never find <laughs> yeah so for the checkmate showdown uh obviously i smack kyle about like throwing hands there were a lot of smacks there were a lot of fucked up takes and like not intentionally <laughs> no at the end i think i joked like you're doing this on purpose aren't you <laughs> 
My favorite one, I was like, I felt so, I think it was like, cause we wanted to like, the way we do it is like the, the camera cuts are really to hide us like fucking up our lines. And that was the issue. There was a line that you just couldn't get for some reason. No, I think it was a line you couldn't get. No, it was a line you couldn't get because you <laughs> felt bad because you had to keep hitting me for it. No, because it, it I was, didn't matter. I didn't care. No, no, I know. But like it was. Because then we had a reset at the beginning. No, because I kept resetting the smacking point. So like we we throw hands and then you say your line. We used uh, we did the throw hands for a transition point. The trauma is just overwhelming. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. The moral of the story is I I probably smacked Kyle like 12 times. Yeah. Like no joke, no exaggeration. Uh-huh. But the one that's in the showcase, it's pretty good. Best one. <laughs> Pretty good. My favorite one was the one time I definitely did fuck up the line is we're New Yorkers. We sell disputes by smack throwing hands. I did say smack catching hands <laughs> one time, <laughs> which is the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. All right. Y'all, we're going to take a break and then uh, Matt and Harry. I almost said Kyle. Matt and Harry are going to be joining us and we're going to talk about the games uh, one by one. Catch you in a couple. Yay. Bye. In like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> if you've gotten to this point of the 6-1 IndieCast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on patreon.com slash 6-1 Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the mini indie showcase, a biannual indie game showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the Scorpion King and and Wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that. Anyways, if you're able to, and sincerely only if you're able to, it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash 61indie. Welcome back, and we are now joined by Harry Lazidis. Hello there. And Matthew Wright. Hello. Uh, Gentlemen, it's the first time I'm seeing you since I've left the Adobe Premiere dungeon. Uh, How are you? (laughs) Uh, I got into a fight as per I my nose damage. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, damage. it was it was it was a vicious brawl after someone said the stray game was mid. So don't say that. It was me. <laughs> yeah, there's bruises on the side, so you can't see it. It's fine. <laughs> Matt, how are you? Harry, Harry's a body puncher. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you go mic. for the organs. <laughs> that's fair. Matt, how are you? Uh, good, good. I'm I'm ready for my weekend. Yeah, and, and moving everything around. That's uh, great. Thank you. Yeah, I just need to get the light uh, hooked up, and then I'll have different lighting in here too. Hell yeah! Well, not Excellent. to dilly dally too much. There's a lot of games to talk about. Yeah. We'll start from the top. Orla from Mister Dev was mm. our opener. Uh, I'm pulling up the Steam page. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Steam description for each game so everybody has an idea and remembers what we're talking about. Orla from Mr. Dev Studio is a third person, a uh, 3D first person horror game with puzzles and interactive storytelling. Play as oh, I'm gonna butcher this, 
Monsieur, Monsieur Goncala, I'm so sorry. A private detective that is hired to investigate an old mysterious haunted house. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, this game looks killer. Uh, it's a new reveal from us. I'm glad we got to open the show with something that has been seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any, uh, any, any thoughts or anything about Orla that anybody wants to shout out? Love the visuals. Um, like the DNA, like you can feel like the Hellboy DNA in those visuals. And yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, big time. I forgot to mention also, Matt, uh, you were a big part. We obviously before the ad break, we talked a lot about like the behind the scenes process and pre-production and all that kind of stuff. Matt, you were a big part of the selection process with myself and Kyle. Um, so I know Orla was a a, a quick yes uh, unanimously just because of its aesthetic. And obviously uh, the three of us, Matt and I in particular, are big, big horror boys. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, great shout. And uh, Matt bringing up the the Hellboy um, comparison is, is apt because the developer, when we interviewed him, brought that up. He was like, yeah, we're very inspired by Mike Mignola and the art that he does. So and you can totally tell. Yeah, it's 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 very easy to. Uh, get drawn in by this game just by the way it looks. Yeah, Orla, I'm reading from the same page. Orla has a strong focus on the visual style that resembles the work of visual artist Mike Mignola, where we seek to work within a stylized gothic cartoon art with strong contrasts with uh, the color black and working with limited colors. So, yeah, like the color palette is very black, white, um, kind of like the 6-1 blue a little bit on the walls and like gray tones and like that's about it. And like it really and like the occasional yellow or something like mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at the clock scene right now. Um, to really make some of the uh, key features pop pretty dang hard. I can't wait for this game. It's it's slated for late 2024. Um, yeah, looks killer. I hope uh, a lot of people have this on their radar now because I think it's going to be quite special and something we're going to be talking about quite a bit at the end of next year. Can't wait. Can't wait. Kyle, I need you to say the name of this next game. Oh, boy. Is it the one? Oh. I don't know if I can get it right either. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Ananku? Ananku. Death is not the end. You've been chosen as the Anku, a servant of death who aids lost souls using the tools of your old trade. Roam haunted lands to find resources, craft weapons, and slay hordes of demons in this action ex, action exploration roguelike. Quick little thing that Kyle and I mentioned uh, in the first half of the show. Um, this game is out. This is out now. Uh, when we planned the showcase was we didn't know what the date was, but surprise it's out. Go play it. Um, something that like I do want to point out in that in the trailer that we showed off uh, is just how many enemies on screen at once. Like right. this looks like such a killer take on the vampire survivors like formula. Um, if it's doing that, I, I have not played on Anku yet. You're going to um, need three graphics cards. <laughs> yeah, right. It seems like it. Yeah, it almost looks like to me it's like a Diablo-esque like hordes of enemies. You attack them plus vampire survivors. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's With exactly the, like that, but the vibe of it is very, to me, very Diablo where you're skulking, you're attacking enemies as much as you can, um, and then doing that upgrade system. like The crafting and everything. The cra- Yeah, so like it's a cool vibe, and plus it looks ominous and dark like uh, the games we mentioned, and like I love the vibe. Another one of our interviews, which is up on uh, YouTube.com slash 61 Indie. 
Um, really cool, just uh, idea of what an Anku is, which is like a henchman of death. And you play as just random, if I'm remembering this correctly, because it's been a bit since we interviewed yeah. the, the dev. It's been a while. Um, every character you play, like every class, is just like an ordinary kind of like job uh, a person. So like, the, I think you mentioned there might be like a plumber or uh, 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 like a handyman or something. And that's the character you personify, that death personifies. And that's how the classes work, which I thought was kind of, kind of cool. There's I a fisherman see. too and fisherman yeah, yeah yeah really interested to see how that works yeah it's funny how like at like end of last year i was very sour on vampire survivors and like it finally started clicking with me a little bit and i very much like started getting super into just all the inspired titles like goobies fucking play <laughs> goobies y'all <laughs> um currently playing a lot of uh whisker squadron survivor which just launched this week at the time of recording um obviously hop back into vampire survivors a bit with like the updates and stuff but yeah, like yeah out. i'm i'm yeah co-ops out. i really want to play co-op i wish it was online so we could play um but yeah i think this is a really interesting kind of take on it like it doesn't feel just like a carbon copy it has like a very distinct visual um language to it um i'm looking at the roadmap right now like it's in early access currently but like there is a definitive roadmap for the remainder of 2023 with new classes uh new maps biomes boss fights enemies like events so on and so forth so it seems like they're trying to be a little more fleshed out than your standard run-of-the-mill uh vampire survivors like yeah and um and yeah i can't remember exactly what the particulars are but in that interview um this uh developer their pedigree is kind of like genre mashups and like you're seeing that here so like I'm, I'm really interested to see how this game plays and how you know it's not just the survivors and how every other mechanic works into that yeah their previous game uh four tales which is a uh a deck building narrative journey kind of thing uh typically not something that's like not my jam but i know a lot of people really dug it in um i think it was 2022 mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so it's really cool that they are just constantly doing something new and refreshing and like, yeah, taking chances with something like this genre blend, like again, not taking the easy route of the vampire survivors like, and just trying to do something. Yeah. A little bit more unique with it. And yeah, just looking at the enemies on screen, like it's, it's wild. <laughs> like I'm looking at the second screenshot on the steam page. It's just bonkers. And um, yeah. So like that graphics card joke, like we actually did ask that question um, and they've been prior prioritizing, like making sure this runs, like if you have a potato, you can run this game. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love potatoes. Yeah. We love potatoes in this house. Uh so yeah, this is currently out now on early access. Um it's only five bucks. So hit it up. Next up we got Heretics Fork. Yeah. Heretics is Fork. Is that your new catchphrase, by the way? Hit it up. Hit it up. Hit it up. Hit it up. <laughs> Heretics Fork from Nine Fingers Games and Raven, Raven, Ravenav. I never. I haven't said this out Ravenage? loud yet. Ravenage, Ravenage, Ravenage. I would I, think Ravenous. Just Aj. Yeah, it's like Fair. this is the first chance that like because we sometimes we say the developers like during the show, but like we don't really say the publishers during the show. <laughs> so no. like it's the first time I'm saying things out loud. Uh, dear candidate, we're pleased to invite you to take up the position of the manager of hell. You will punish sinners by using our deck building computer system to construct hellish towers capable of keeping the endless hordes of the underworld in check. Best of luck. 
Harry, you played this, right? I sure did play the demo, and it yeah. was wonderful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pre- the summary is you're playing a tower defense game with the guise of getting cards that are either characters that give you buffs, or you're assimilating your tower defenses or offenses with various cards that you're getting. Uh, time reloads every very quickly, so the hordes of demons trying to escape hell and go to um, either heaven or earth, I forgot which one, um, is constant. And once that builds up on how many people you destroy, you, another wave of um, options ha- are available to you. So it's randomly generated in terms of what card you get each round, but the character you pick as your like, like starting person helps dictate what buffs, debuffs, and cards are available to you. Uh, it was super cool. I really liked it. Um, the vibe of the colors is mostly black, white, and red, and then various shades of them, which is like super on point. There's lots of like office jokes woven into the card <laughs> titles and a bunch of like hell comments. It's like really witty and like comical, but the gameplay is solid too. So I really enjoyed all of it. And I just can't wait till uh, we get a release date of tentatively. It's scheduled for Q3. So, yeah, it's so, like legit like any day yeah, now, like, probably. I'm waiting for them to be like, hey, it's out next week. I'm like, yes, um, because this also looks very Steam Deck worthy. Um, so yeah. I'm going to bust a move and buy this for my Steam Deck. Speaking of bust move, go. that music. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> Such a bop. Such a rock bop. Rock bop. Harry, can I ask you a question since you played it? You sure can ask various questions. Uh, around so like the the game takes place like on a circle, right? Correct. Yep. What are the are the outside borders? Did that is that indicative indicative of like a gameplay mechanic or whatever? Because so I know I see some screenshots they're like all red. Some it looks like it's building up like a meter, and there's numbers in them. I was just so, wondering. If you knew. Let me see if I can find a good screenshot. So on the left, on most of the screens where the game is actually happening, are various either buffs, debuffs, or abilities mm-hmm. that you're activating. So like one ability could be like every time you destroy an enemy, you gain a quarter of a health. Gotcha. Um, or every time you uh, successfully kill five enemies, you automatically get another experience point to kind of boost up how many things so it's like it's constantly looping so those abilities and things are either constantly active or are constantly getting activated by whatever parameters they are and those are randomly chosen too um the cool thing is once you choose an ability and you want to like zonk it out to the nth degree you can keep upgrading it so like you can't have an unlimited amount of abilities um okay you can have two or three and then increase the the power of them as it goes on and Sweet. it seems very much like a roguelike to where you're doing stuff and then eventually when like you're going to lose um you get some credits or points and stuff to unlock either more powerful cards different bosses or like buffs and uh, increases to certain things. The demo didn't go too hardcore on that. I think it was more of like proof of concept than anything. Um, but once the full release comes out, I'm sure there'll be way more upgradable and unlockable stuff to kind of figure out what like what happened, like what what happens when you win, like what is winning. Gotcha. Okay. So sweet. Yeah. Cuckoo. Good year for tower defense games. Also. Oh my like god. Thronefall, Wall World. Let's yeah, I'm just yeah. give me all of them. Last year was Pokemon clones. This year is still Pokemon clones. <laughs> the tower defenses. <laughs> uh, next up, Dread Hunter from Trickstar Arts 
trickster arts, uh, plow through hordes of deadly monsters and defeat vicious bosses in an intense, fast paced shooter RPG where all items are legendary. Legends are ever changing and combat is razor sharp. Uh, this was a submission from March that didn't make the cut uh, just because we again, like we said earlier, just like limited space and there's only so many games we could let in. But like this is one that we're like, OK, we need to keep this in our back pockets because it looks fucking rad and i'm glad like these were dreadhunter was one of the folks that we reached out to um pretty quickly uh as we confirmed that we were going to do another uh showcase um yeah i know matt and kyle you two were particularly really stoked on this who wants to take it away go for it matt <laughs> uh yeah uh everything about that trailer the game looks fantastic uh very fast-paced frenetic uh even the, the like the enemy animations are of note like everything looks very fluid it's it almost looks like it's taking diablo which was then uh turned into borderlands and now it's taking borderlands back and did to diablo if that makes any sense that's yeah. kind of what that's a great comparison like. that's like, great yeah and it's like translating something three times again is slightly mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no i i can't wait for this game like everything about it, the visuals the gameplay looks fun uh the music slaps <laughs> yeah music is killer that's what we said earlier it was like the just musical vibes of this show is stellar like bangers back to back uh, and funny enough, today uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, August twenty second. They announced a release date today. Oh, <laughs> uh, so it's coming to early access October eighteenth. Awesome, yeah, October. <laughs> you know, totally clear and fine. Yeah, month there's nothing going on that day. No, I told you. Actually, there's nothing happening that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fine. Is that okay? October? two days before Spidey. October is like a minesweeper. Yeah, I thought that point. was the 18th. Okay. Day after uh, Sonic also, don't forget. Also, Mario Wonder and a few yeah. other games. It's, Alan, a, it's a busy week. Alan Wake got pushed back a week, which is nice. Yeah. We'll play more indies. We'll play more indies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do these, baby. Next up, we got Mirthwood from Bad Rage Games and V Publishing. Embark on an enchanting journey and brave, ferocious creatures in an immersive medieval fantasy world. Will you settle into a new homestead to live the life of farming and trade or pick up the sword and take up the adventurer's path. Uh, fun fact, this is a vicarious published joint. So a bit of a disclosure there, but Mirthwood looks sick. So we are like, yeah, come on the show. It is. Uh, I played it. I played a super early build like last year and it reminded me of like a top down kind of like Witcher vibe a little bit like Witcher meets like a Stardew Valley. Um, but I've been told that uh, it's more so like a fable meets Stardew Valley. I, I'm not a fable person. So like, okay. Um, really love the vibe. Uh, I love how it looks visually. Like it has this nice, like semi pastel color palette going on for it a little bit. It's very much feels like a, a storybook. It feels like very mm-hmm. Tolkien. Um, Reminds me a whole lot of, I don't know if you guys remember these or I'm just too old. The, um, those books where you would put, take stickers off and put a place them in a setting. Oh yeah. And make like, make pictures of with like reusable stickers. It it reminds me a little bit of that. Like the characters and everything kind of pop off of the backgrounds a little bit. Like the window stickers. 
Yeah, yeah, but they they would make like books where you can like make your own settings yeah. with mm-hmm. characters and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, I take that. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. Uh, from what I played very early on, um, really really cool stuff. Uh, if you're at PAX West, uh, it is playable for the first time. Uh, myself and our our colleague Danielle will be helping out with the booth. So uh, come say hi and play Mirthwood. Yay! In Sonic shirts. <laughs> and I gotta save the Sonic shirt for the panel. <laughs> I don't think I could rock the Sonic at the booth. Bad Richard will be like, what the fuck <laughs> are you guys doing? Uh, next up, we got our our first little breakout of available now games. Uh, kicking things off with On the Peril of Parrots. Take control of Polly, the procedural operating layered linguistic intelligence. I'm shocked I got that. <laughs> and put your skills to the test with 100 plus challenging puzzles. Unravel a mysterious experiment overseen by the brilliant scientists and their trusted assists, assistant. I fuck. I, I nail the Polly thing and I fuck up assistant. And the shady you stakeholder. Might need assistance on that. I may need assistance on that. Harry, I think you were pretty stoked about this that we got this. Yeah, I'm always a big puzzle guy. So yeah. seeing a puzzle game with an ominous oversight, uh, not oversight, an overtone. ominous overtone with an overview. An ominous an oversight. Elusive study. <laughs> yeah. Um, it overwhelmed my excitement to the. Um, I can't think of another O word. <laughs> uh, to another degree. Um, yeah, well, like. Tired. Yes. Um, it, it looks cool. I'm, I'm digging it. Um, I wish I could play it right now, and I can because it's available. <laughs> yes, you can. That was very Seinfeld esque. <laughs> uh, in my head, I'm like, "What year is it?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure it's out." Uh, yeah, it's definitely been out since April. So yep. right yes. near um, my birthday, actually. So that was cool. So maybe yeah. I'll buy it for myself as a very late birthday gift. There you go. Yeah, and Glenn right. uh, has been a part of our community for a bit. So like, I. Uh, happy that uh he reached out and wants to be a part of it and yeah something that like obviously april was wild with the lead up to um tears of the kingdom so i'm glad we could give it another little shout because it looks really cool i haven't played it yet i really want to but um i i like these kind of puzzles games it's kind of like you have to you are moving around block by block and you have to fill up each block in the puzzle um, and you have to kind of, but you can't like overlap yourself. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, it's kind of a hard thing to describe when you're talking about it. But when you see, it's it, like you, you can't backtrack right away. Yeah, you can't backtrack, and yeah, you gotta color the whole picture. Anytime a puzzle game like this does things like just in the description where the names of people are like in quotes, like they're not really a scientist, yeah, <laughs> or an assistant or a stakeholder, like in this one. It always has me intrigued. Whether whatever the game looks like, I'm intrigued yeah. by that. So this is cool. Yeah. Rad.com. Uh, next up <laughs> for the, for uh, another out now game, uh, Bombing Two: A Graffiti Paradise from Devin. Uh, Devin Wiresma. I'm so sorry, Devin. I never said your. I'm gonna last say Wiresma. Wiresma. Yeah, that's my guess. Devin, I never said your last name out loud. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Graffiti Paradise. Explore for hidden secrets, meet interesting friends, unlock painting tools, and fill your world with color. Matt, you've been playing it. I have. Uh, yeah, so this is essentially a graffiti simulator uh, when you boil it down. Uh, you have five levels, and you just go around. You have all these different tools. So you have um, spray can with different nozzles. You have a paint roller. Uh, you have a marker, which is I love using because... I like control <laughs> and, and the marker. Like you, you can get the tiny lines and I can, 
I don't do graffiti or paint because I don't like how big it is. <laughs> I, I need small detail and then I can fill in later. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun it, uh, seeing the community uh, and what they've been working on. Some uh, stuff I don't want to share, but <laughs> it's been interesting to see what people have been making in this game. Uh, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. I love reading again in the description, 100% paintable world. Yep. Seemingly cool. everything is available for you to graffiti on which is awesome and most importantly photo mode yeah and i love fully licensed soundtrack by indie artists which is killer awesome 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 uh i believe matt you have a piece on the website about it maybe by the time this goes up yes yeah yeah. (laughs) tentatively read matt's words about this game on com slash showcase (laughs) again we're tired and busy uh next up super stoked that we got this just to give it some love and a little bit of a shout out spirit swap lo-fi beats to match three two cast spells be queer and crash the biggest concert of the year spirit swap is an action puzzle game set in a lush narrative driven world of witchy demons is from soft not weak i know they're also at pax west they have a booth presence so go say hi and check them out spirit swap fucking slaps yeah I mean, we've talked about it to <laughs> an exhaustive extent uh, over the years. Uh, easily one of our most anticipated games uh, has been for quite some time. I am such a sucker for the Pokemon Puzzle League mechanics of uh, or like, I guess, Tetris attack kind of um, puzzle. And Spirit Swap does that to such a wonderful uh, extent. Um, and not to mention just like the visual language of just like neon pinks and cool blues and purples paired with such a phenomenal backing uh, score that something like I said in the showcase, something I've been humming along to since its initial reveal, like that swap it out main theme is so damn good and so catchy. Um, and not to mention all the characters, super hot and super likable. I can't wait. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so yeah, if you're at PAX West, go to the booth, say hi, check it out, play it. I, it sounded like I think Alex said he had something new to show at PAX, so maybe they got something new to show. Okay. Either way, go say hi. Uh, this is the vibe section, by the way. I should have mentioned that the 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 first <laughs> section we talked about was like the the actiony stuff. So now we're in the vibes. And continuing with the vibes. Oh wait, did I did I fuck this up in the edit? Oh, because it's a little different in the runner show. Never mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Anyway, anyways. Okay. <laughs> some of these might be out of order a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> but we'll talk about Extra Coin next from Cynic Games. Extra Coin is a narrative Extra Coin is a narrative game with sports mechanics set in a virtual social network. Dive into its digital world, explore the city, challenge your opponents, make friends and reveal the stories of failure and revenge of its inhabitants. So yes, cool vibes, but there's some shit going on in this game, yeah. and I'm stoked for it. Uh, it reminds me of Ready Player One a whole lot. Yeah, it's the way the trailer Ready ends. Player One. Yeah, yeah. Except the the virtual world, big vibes, good vibes. Yes, absolutely. Again, like the it has like the Blink 182 pinks and blues. I'm all about that. That's all you need <laughs> in a video game. Um, but yeah, I really like the trailer that we showed off. Uh, it shows you how vibrant and colorful and how wonderful everything could be. And then like, there's that stark contrast, especially at the end of the trailer, it shows you what the real world and what the, uh, what the people behind the screens are actually dealing with. Mm -hmm. 
um, or at least hints at it. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to dig into the narrative and see what is going on. Uh, that is coming Q1 2024. Ooh, fully voiced cast of characters as well. Nice. Did I know that? Yeah. It's very cool. Over 50 ultimates and 60 passive skills. It's pretty beefy. Pretty beefy. Somebody vet. I got a sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Never mind about betting. It went quick. <laughs> uh, uh, that was another game that um they submitted last year, and that was like a quick like, oh yeah, this looks fucking cool. Mm-hmm. We gotta tap them for August. Um, next up, Vaporwave Pinball. <laughs> I love a good goddamn <laughs> pinball game. This is something. This is one of the first games I head hunted. Uh, and I saw it like scroll by on Twitter. I DM'd uh uh. Oh man, is it James right? It's James, right? I'm getting yeah, James. Um, Jamie, Jamie, sorry. Uh <laughs> again, tired. Uh I DM Jamie. I was like, hey, this game looks sick. I'm doing this thing. Could I please have it? And he was like, Yeah. Uh play lo-fi digital pinball in a variety of cozy, chill locations. Explore a 90s operating system to find new worlds, uncover hidden corrupt files for a couple of hours, escape the real world. Vaporwave Pinball is the ultimate virtual holiday destination by Mixtape Games UK. Can I ask Carrie a question before we get into it? Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, I'll give you a second, Harry. How do you feel this game ended with little teaser uh, uh, backrooms in this trailer? I inquired about what's the <laughs> ominousness. <laughs> <laughs> What a trailer! It's, it's, <laughs> it's a great trailer. What was that? You asking a question, or you were? What's happening? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know Harry. <laughs> I want to know how you feel about it, like leading into an ominous, scary backrooms thing in the trailer. That's the way the trailer ended. Oh, that okay. I I totally misunderstood what you're saying. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I could have worded uh, it better. I am happy that it's ominous and it doesn't look like a jump scare. Okay, uh, because I, I'm a fan of mystery and an air to it, but mm-hmm. uh, ultra horror slash gore slash jump scares in your ultra face. Ultra horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did ask um, uh, Jamie when we were interviewing him, be like, "So, oh, okay. like, what what is the mystery with this?" And he's like, "Well, I can't tell you everything, so you just gotta find out for yourself." Want to be so a mystery? That's, that's the yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it. it he was definitely interested in trying to get pinballs into irregular spaces that just won't make sense in real life. That's so awesome. Like we had you. some in the pool, some on the wall, some in paintings. Uh, so I'm curious how far he's going to push that. Uh, plus the overlay with like having a desktop was almost like an afterthought. Where he's like, yeah, I mean, mm. why not? Let's just do that. <laughs> um, and he did this in like really quick. I don't remember the exact time frame he said, but he's like, yeah, I just did this over a few kind of sessions and, here we are. And I'm like, wow. I would That's awesome. To be able to create art and stuff like this. <laughs> I know, right? right? Just be like, yeah. Oh, I made this Michelangelo sculpture. No big deal. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, and it continues the vibes of like subdued neon colors. So it's very chill. And hopefully um, hits the chill vibe with what's an ominous thing and then ultimately becomes a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Rad AF. All about digital pinball. Yeah. Next up, we got Checkmate Showdown from Manavoid Entertainment and Bad Res Games. Chess 
meets fighting games. Crush your opponents in the arena and on the chessboard in this online multiplayer competitive tactical fighting game that mixes strategic elegance of chess with fast-paced execution of fighting games. Uh, this is something we got the exclusive on. It is coming out on November 15th. The free weekend for you guys to check out September 8th. We got that weekend to play some Checkmate Showdown. Um, we got to chat with Bad Rez and Manavoid, a uh, delightful conversation up on the YouTubes. Um, something I mentioned on that interview, um, how has this not been done before? It's like well, wild. Yeah, not, not, not in the same vein, but like, uh, I might be aging myself here, but like on like Mac 2s, there was Battle Chess. Um, I'm sure. Where like, I mean, it's chess, chess meets like Street Fighter. But then like, <laughs> You see, like somebody chop off a head and stuff like that, but not like an actual fighting game. But yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's a good point. I looked away also, for Harry. a second, and Harry's staring so intently into my soul. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Uh, well, also, Harry Harry Potter did it too. But I, no, <laughs> I was sure. I was just eyeing Matt because he's like, well, actually, it's oh. back to in nineteen forty-two. Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> came before Harry Potter, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, Checkmate Showdown looks really cool. It looks really I love cool. The, the 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 almost like duality of the game, where it's like a, a fighting slash chess game. So that's such yeah. a cool crossover. And they were discussing how like. You know, you I mentioned like how I'm I don't know how to play chess like I never learned how to play chess and they said like it's some it's approachable for somebody like me but if you understand the game of chess that gives you a strategic advantage when it comes to the actual like 1v1 fighting mm-hmm. like competitive fighting segments um I believe uh I mentioned like so they showed this game at Evo as well they had a booth um I was like, oh, so like how what were some of the inspirations behind the fighting game? Like, like, are you going for like the Street Fighter vibe, the Mortal Kombat vibe? And similar to Slash in uh, March, he mentioned Smash Bros. Like, it's very much like the Smash Bros kind of feel, which music to my ears. I am over the moon excited about this now, especially with those influences. The fact that it's approachable and the fact that it is hearkening to the Smash Bros kind of I, for lack of a better term arcadiness i guess not as like intense as a street fighter or something fighter. like that simplified yeah. yeah it's not over the top combo in exactly um i, w- I so. will say though and i forgot his name but one of the devs we spoke to is is like a semi-pro mortal Kombat player <laughs> yeah what <laughs> like do you he's say like pop top 40 in something in like that yeah <laughs> so like is the free weekend like designed to hit right before mortal Kombat drops <laughs> I, yeah I don't know. <laughs> he's like i'm gonna be way too busy <laughs> i think we like kind of like joked about that during the interview as well yeah. <laughs> it's like oh so that's why you picked this date <laughs> but he i mean he clearly the reason i brought that up is like he clearly knows what he wants from a fighting game so i i, I I trust those kind of people uh, making whatever they want to make just because they have a love for a genre already. Mm -hmm. So I expect great things from this. Yeah. And there, there's the things that the fighting game community 
really gives a shit about. Like he's very much in the fighting game community, so like he knows yeah. what the hell he's doing. Like rollback netcode, which yes, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Please, Harry, if you know what it is, let, let Mike and I know. I have no idea what rollback netcode is. <laughs> we pretended like we knew what it was during the interview. Yeah, so, isn't it like <laughs> go play Soul Calibur Six online, and then go play Guilty Gear Exar Revelator? online i will i will not do these things and i won't do that man. robot netcode essentially different there's different netcodes that exist for fighting games and it's based off of like peer-to-peer and stuff like that rollback is the best one but for some reason a lot of fighting games still don't use it and that's why like you see like lag or like somebody's getting hits in when on your screen it doesn't look oh, like okay. it should okay. so rollback netcode is that makes sense that's why i figured it and okay yeah <laughs> don't don't say that don't don't be like oh, that's what i figured huh commit, i mean commit. yeah when it comes to <laughs> netcode i imagine something to do with the connection don't between roll players. back your netcode <sighs> listen bald beacon let's let's stop boop, boop, boop. speaking bald of bald beacons Be- i don't know <laughs> we got our next segment of uh out now games kick things off with full void from Out of the Bits Limited, Full Void is a 2D cinematic puzzle platformer set in a dystopian future. A young teenager, a scared, nope, not a scared, a young teenager scared and alone must use their skills to defeat a rogue AI that keeps mankind oppressed. This came out uh, somewhat recently in July, but um, I know like obviously summer has been wild, so there hasn't been a lot of conversation about it. I started it. I haven't got too deep into it like i legit i played for like 15 minutes i need i want to continue more before the showcase airs um the game fucking rules yeah i can't can't believe how beautiful this game looks especially in action like it is very much in the same vein as um oh matt help me out another world um, yeah another world heart of darkness like those eric kai games like exactly the cinematic platformers um yeah fantastic time and and from what i know it's a bite-sized experience um yeah only a few uh, hours like, yeah a few nice. hours so like in and out quick little bangers um yeah i'm really excited to play more um i hope a lot of people put this on their list or even jump on it after seeing the show because yeah it's definitely something to not sleep on for 2023 i know it's yeah, a busy it's- time of year but definitely worth your time definitely worth the hour and a half or so yeah uh, and it's definitely a departure from uh, Out of the Bit as well, because most of their games before this were either mobile games or sportsy games. Yeah. So this is like literally like a whole pivot of they wanted to try something new and they're doing it and it looks rad AF. So I'm really excited. And they've done so many like side scrolling perspective things where mm-hmm. it looks like it's becoming a depth of field, but it's really still a 2D depth of field. So I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, with what I saw and hopefully see more of once I finish the game. It's getting a physical release for Evercade. Oh, cool. Oh, interesting. That's cool. Which is kind of cool. The, the Evercade's first single title physical thing. That's super cool. And According you can hear more. Release. Oh, yeah. All yeah. The no, yeah. Because all the ending That's ones it. have been dual title yeah. releases. Yeah. I've stopped myself from buying the Evercade. I don't know how many times because... That's a whole other rabbit hole of collecting. I don't need yeah. to get into. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Oh, they have our uh, little um, badge on this. Yeah, Steam they do. Store. 
Hey, that makes me happy. Uh, friend of <laughs> friend of six one Jess, who is doing the PR for uh, for out of the bit and full void. Um, she asked me like at least like a month ago. She was like, "Hey, could I put the badge on?" I was like, "Yeah, just fucking go for it. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine." Because <laughs> I did tell folks, I was like, "Hey, like wait till like the week of the showcase or so." But I told Jess just to go for it. And look at that; it looks beautiful. Um, I also didn't realize Evercade had a little showcase on July 31st. Ooh. I have to go back and watch that. Yeah, they have two uh, new handhelds coming out here soon. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so yeah, cool stuff. out of the void. Check it out. Out now. Another thing that's out now. Carry onward from Andre Chudev. Maybe. You're on your own for that one. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Andrea, my apologies. Uh, again, first time saying your name out loud. <laughs> Carry Onward is a narrative gameplay short that follows a grieving man as he packs up his home. Immerse yourself in this. Uh, immerse yourself in his thoughts and emotions by interacting with items which shape his eternal state. Experience the transformative power of his memories and the hope that arises from embracing change. What's in that room? Uh, what what is in that red room? It's not Hellscreen, <laughs> as we established. <laughs> As badly, as badly as I love that transition, uh-huh. I wish it was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, something just to loop you up really quickly. Uh, something we talked about earlier. When I was editing it, for some reason, I cut the hell screen title screen. Oh. So, and it was before I put the transitions in. So, like, it was like fucking perfect. <laughs> it door was opens. Great. He <laughs> opened. <laughs> no, yeah, he opened the door. The red spilled out and immediately went into the red part of hell screen. I'm like, whoa. That's awesome. I know Austin played uh, played through it. There's a review on the site. Review or impressions, Harry? Review. It's a, uh, it's a very sh- so one of the the two things I would say about this game uh, after reading Austin's review, which you should read in full at six one any dot com slash showcase, showcase. Um, is one. It's a very short game. I think he would hour ish. Cool. Um, and then two, him and his wife are fine, but he was saying like this game made him miss his wife, even though she's like 10 feet away. So I thought that was really, it's going to be, it could, it has the potential to be, hey, emotional feels real hard. Yeah. Uh, I figured. That was something. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to destroy me. Yeah. Maybe I'll play it on the plane to to Austin. uh, That's what you want on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) 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 Uh, well if i start weeping next to the person like whoever is next to me maybe they'll move yeah no they will absolutely pretend they're sleeping (laughs) (laughs) or they'll start recording and then make a weird tiktok about it and be like have you ever had a guy cry by himself listen free advertising i'll be wearing the six way jacket (gasps) we should fake it (laughs) i don't have to or not even fake it just record (laughs) matt might cry and be like uh, oh, yeah, next up in great. this segment of Out Now Games, as we kind of alluded to, Hellscreen, again from Mixtape Games UK, Jamie, uh, use a rearview mirror to fight through a horror-filled hellscape in this Doom-inspired retro FPS. Shoot behind you, detect invisible enemies, and never fall victim to enemy traps. Find new weapons, unlock abilities, and warp to maps at any time. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. It looks fucking killer. It's wild. Yeah. It's Here's killer. where I'll admit until this very moment, I had no idea that you were shooting things through the rear view mirror. Yeah, dude. No. I was just like, this looks cool. No, wow, this looks like a cool shooter. Wow, There's awesome. a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely like a mind F. 
Uh, similar color scheme to uh, uh, the other game that we were talking about, uh, Heretic's Fork, where yeah. it's like black, white, and red with shades in between. But the the game developer was really hyped about like trying to balance the difficulty because I was like, this looks insane. He's <laughs> like, well, you know, you got you got to try and balance it, especially with the rearview mirror. You get bonus uh, damage from the other side, so it looks super cool, fast pace, um, and something where you want to play this a bunch of times to figure out like the optimal way to get through a space. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know if it's my jam, but it really looks cool to watch. So I'm really digging it. It's definitely it. me and Matt's jam. Also yeah. that. <laughs> so Matt, I'm, sure I'm going to be making have... a backing up noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the score is. It's just backing up noise. The, the rear view <laughs> mirror. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. noise. Hell's Green out now. Uh, came out back in March. Um, I feel like I'm going to say this every fucking time, but like another busy time of the year where things just trampled each other. So. Go check out Hellscreen if you are into uh, retro FPSs such as Doom. Good vibes. Hellish vibes. Next up, WrestleStory from TikTok Games. Steve, friend of the show. TikTok, not the app. TikTok, the game dev. Live your pro wrestling story in this hard-hitting smack talking RPG adventure. Create your wrestler, build your tag team, and slam your way through an expansive 3D world where wrestling is everything. Um, as I said earlier, Steve uh, was instantly down to be a part of the show before we even announced this thing, and he was quick to just submit everything right off the bat. So, Steve, I appreciate you greatly, and I appreciate your enthusiasm and your support. Uh, also, is our badge on the store already, too? Hey, Steve. Love you. Hey. Um sleeper hit of pax east last year uh everybody yep. was talking about this game it is not to confuse with wrestle quest um wrestle story is fully 3d like very vibrant mm -hmm. super colorful and the the battle mechanics are very akin to paper mario or like mario the mario and luigi games so like the active turn base if you want to call it like that mm -hmm. where like you press a at a certain time to like get additional attack points and so mm -hmm. on and so forth uh, which personally a gameplay mechanic i really adore um so i'm really happy that steven and, and the team at tiktok like decided to go with that route i think that's like such a great pairing for the theme of wrestling because it's all mm -hmm. like wrestling is all about timing and like pre precision and, and rhythm so i think it's just like a very uh synergetic kind of mechanic to tie into the wrestling theme uh nobody got to play it at pax right we, no, Harry, no, Harry, Harry, Harry oh, and did. Kyle did. Yeah, yeah. Harry and Kyle. What would you think of our story? Oh my god, stellar. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. Um, out, out of other wrestling games of this kind, uh, this one I felt it felt way better to me. Sure. Far superior. Than Far other superior. Other games that might be discussed in the yeah. recent past or future. Um, <laughs> I really liked the music, the vibe, um, the fact that you're kind of figuring out what's going on and kind of bringing everything together. Uh, and it's so funny. Like, yeah, I think really, that's yeah. the thing that like you mentioned, like Paper Mario, like that Paper Mario humor kind of in like wrestling world. Uh, awesome. It's comical jokes. And like and I tell Kyle this, too, uh, like I'm not a wrestling guy at all. Like I know names and I know like buzzwords. But I don't know like prolonged stories and events. But like this was hitting me in the LOLs really hard. And I'm like, all right, I'm like I'm into this. 
Um, and then the funny jokes that went over my head, Kyle's like, all right, these are funny too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so like, yeah. I, I can't wait for this to come out. Uh, there's no announcement yet or in the future, um, but I really want to play this game and Steve, find same. out more about how Steve, take your time. Take your yeah, time. obviously, but I'm like, yeah. I want to play it. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me be the first one to platinum this game in the world, Steve. Let me give me that. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, Iron I will race. <laughs> uh, that that would be a great pitch to be like, hey brother, I'm gonna platinum this first. Woo! Sorry, oh, except for Ric Flair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean to like go off on the Hulk Hogan, but yeah. I hope I did break the speakers, but yeah. Listen, I, like I said, I don't know overarching things. I know buzzwords. And those You're are good. two things I'm like, those are wrestling things. I pity the fool. <laughs> now that's wrong. <laughs> that's fair. Do you smell what your mama's cooking? Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Um, Austin 315 and a few other buzzwords. Also close enough. Also close enough. <laughs> You're so close every time. <laughs> I'm doing it on purpose for funny. Oh, okay. It's also awesome. 316. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Come on. Okay. I've okay. I've watched I Love the 90s. I know these things. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, as a recent uh, per, as somebody who recently got back into wrestling hardcore, I'm I'm super fucking excited to jump in. Hopefully, it's play- I think Steve is at West, so hopefully it's playable at West. Um, um I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I I I'd assume so. I don't know. Um, next up, Donkey Don't Care from Rowan Noel. Noel, yeah. probably Noel. Unleash adorable chaos. Yes. Unleash <laughs> right, adorable sorry, sorry. chaos as a mischief, mischievous pup. Explore, collect, and smash your way around the house and beyond in this cheeky adventure. Fetch the approval of your feathered friend, Rocco the Parrot, by digging into a list of fun-filled tasks. is sure to be a positively unforgettable day. Uh, I mean, I'm all about a game where you just take control of a fuzzy little friend and you're just fucking shit up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm all uh, about dude, and when we were talking to the game dev, he was all like, yeah, I just I just did this. So I'm figuring out scenarios and how this works. Yeah. Uh, or if you want to check out the intro at 61indie.com. Uh, no, YouTube.com <laughs> slash 61indie. Um, we talked about P physics. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, also, like bounces. And yep. All that fun uh, stuff. Great story as well, where he was going. This original game he was making was a little bit more of a, a, a sad boy game, uh, very hard heavy, hard hitting, heavy kind of game, and um, he just decided to like pivot to something way more wholesome and way more fun, and uh, this is the result. And I can't wait <laughs> to play this game and just cause mayhem in this my owner's house, just destroying things and peeing on everything with yeah. Rocco the parrot as my. Uh, my uh, guy in the chair, little partner in crime. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I, it's gonna be real funny. Yeah, it's very like if you're a fan of like collateral damage, it seems like that kind of similar aesthetic and vibe. Uh, that kind of game. I'm, I'm saying vibe a lot. I don't mean to, but it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's better than rad. Better than rad. Yeah, um, last year was rad. This year's vibe. Yeah. Uh, somebody I forgot to mention. Um, a lot of these games that we're talking about have demos available. So like. Doggy Daycare currently has a demo available that you can go check out. Um, don't care, by the don't way. Care. Doggy Daycare. 
Did I say daycare? You said, you said daycare, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Doggy Don't Care uh, has a demo out. Um, so does Orla. Uh, Anoku is obviously out now. Heretics Fork has a demo. Um, Vaporwave Pinball has a demo. Checkmate Showdown, the free weekend coming. And uh, yeah, a lot more mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking about. Just wanted to make sure we didn't forget that. Uh, next up, just a, a trailer that just blew me away. Uh, another <laughs> game, as I mentioned earlier, I'm so grateful that we were able to tap it. Yes, it's a game that people have seen before, but it, it deserves all the love and attention. Um, that is Squirrel with a Gun from yes. DD Creations. Yeah. Squirrel with a Gun. What crimes will it commit? That's it. That's the same description. It? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's so funny to me that the squirrel is smaller than the guns. I told uh, yeah, and I'm just like, this is so like, yeah. It the the dog don't care was derpy, goofy. This is just chaotic, goofy. <laughs> it's like, great. The, the, so, the guy taking pot shots at the squirrel is like, nah, and boom. <laughs> <laughs> and the squirrel's just like counter. <laughs> so good i I am so upset right now because on the steam store apparently back in march and april they were doing like a um like a kickstarter for a squirrel the gun plushie that we all missed out on no i think it's still available it's on makeshift (laughs) okay thank god yeah i think i think you can still get it all right i'm on there right now i don't see a buy now option Mm, okay but uh they'll re- yeah. they'll redo it. This thing is adorable and <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's so um funny. yeah, I mean I mean you play as a little squirrel, you are cause of chaos and just shooting shit. It's great. And the trailer we showed off, obviously a riff on um the James Bond uh-huh. classic James Bond themes. It, it's God, I'm so grateful Dan answered my email <laughs> <laughs> and, and we got this in here. Um yeah, obviously, it's one of those games that, like, yeah, folks have seen it, but, like, it again, it just des- deserves every platform it could get. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, something I forgot, maybe Kyle and I were talking, like, just when we were, like, watching and reviewing things. Um, I'm so happy that this is actually a, a game that's being developed. Like, I remember when I first saw it, maybe it was over lockdown at some point, just, like, Twitter clips going around of, like, test footage of a gun like a squirrel with a gun and it just seemed like a oh it's like a derpy little like quick little game dev experiment nothing's gonna really come for it but like seeing it being developed as a fully fledged game it just makes my heart so full and i'm so goddamn excited to play this video game <laughs> yeah i love how they're doubling down on the idea it's like oh you thought this was five seconds how would you like five hours of this game yeah it's so good i'm so hyped and uh, a little fun fact and i think we talked about we might have talked about it in IndieCast. we might have talked about it on indie council uh the gun in swirl the gun is in another crab's treasure that is the gun that the crab uses in another crab's treasure you definitely mentioned that somewhere but it's oh, always amazing yeah it, always it, worth bringing up it is the precise asset like the, the aggro crab asked dan for the asset <laughs> and the squirrel has his signature on the gun in another crab's treasure that's awesome oh, i love it <laughs> great i love indie game developers just working together it's great you know? yeah. like awesome. everybody just understands the assignment we're all just here mm-hmm. to hang out and have a good time <laughs> like, yep and sometimes cry that's fine because we need it sometimes yes ugly cry speaking of ugly crying not really uh project anomaly urban supernatural investigator 
is a 2.5D first-person adventure mystery game where you play as an investigator who solves cases by taking pictures of cryptids, urban legends, and mythological creatures, as well as befriending them in an open-world environment. This is from Dark Science. Harry, you played this last year at Play NYC. I sure did. It was, it's pretty much where you're exploring a 3D environment, um, and the only time you see the cryptids is when you take the photos. So that might be part of a objective you need to complete or you need to talk to them to kind of either have them move on or have them complete a task. So it's really cool where it's kind of mixing um, like almost like Pokemon Snap with puzzle solving and explorations and the game that you and Nat really level up, which is Morangi Generation. Yes. So it's kind of like an amalgamation of all those things. (laughs) I got your bet. Fatal Frame? (laughs) <laughs> no, definitely not. So the cryptid, everything's like 2D drawn mm-hmm. in a 3D environment. I don't find it at all scary. So no. like it's very G-rated. Um, it's more ominous slash like, th- like soft thriller where you're trying to figure out and solve a mystery. Yeah, soft solve various puzzles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, school looks cool. Can't wait to see all of it in the future. Yeah, I'm all about uh, a good photography game, a good game that takes the core of uh, Pokemon Snap and does something cool and interesting to it. And if you put cryptids with Pokemon Snap, yeah, I want to play that video game. I'm very excited. And there's a demo out. So yep, go and check a it demo out. available we'll right now. Rad.com. Rad.com. Yep. I got a chance to talk to the developer too. Uh, it, oh the, yeah, we have the interview. Yes. One of the oh, cool yeah. things too is like the the cryptid names. Like it's taken from where like that originates. It's not like you're not going to call like a long haired woman like um, what's her name in the English ring, but like Sadako. But like it takes the actual like name where these uh, urban legends come from, as opposed to where it's adapted. So it's, so it's not Florida man right. instead of uh, Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not Nancy instead of Sadako? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's really cool. And like you, you get to learn about these in an environment that's not like scary, but it's teaching you about this world. It's really cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So demo available now. Go check it out. Next up, Slay the Princess. Yeah. From yeah. Back Ta- Black Tabby Games. You here to Slay the Princess? Don't believe her lies. The game goes places, man. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah, so uh, this was uh, the similar to Wrestle Story. This was like the talk of PAX East last year. Everybody <laughs> fell in love with Slay the Princess uh, as it was featured during the uh, the PAX Rising segment of the show. Um, like it, I've, every time you pass that booth, there was like either it was crowds and then towards the end of the weekend, just like their booth, like just stacked with awards because everybody just mm-hmm. fell in love with the narrative and the the mystery of what's going on. And obviously the Abby, Abby's art is fucking incredible, incredible. Um, yeah, Matt, tell me a little bit more about it. So did you talk to Tony and Abby? Who talked Harry to Harry and Abby? I did. Harry and I. Do you guys want to go first? No, go for it. Um, yeah, go yeah, I still have I still have the demo installed on my Steam Deck. Um either from next fest or the one before that, but I have a feeling it's from earlier this year, but um, it's so like, if you're familiar with like Stanley parable uh, where it's narrating your decisions and everything like that, it's like that. And it's, it's such a branching path 
uh, narrative. So kind of like a until dawn, or if you play visual novels, you're very familiar with like, oh, every decision you have has a reaction. Uh, but it's funny, messed up, and it can be pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of that art is like gnarly in, in uh, like towards the end of that trailer that we showed off. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very I didn't get to play it at PAX um, or the demo yet, but I just the trailer alone and just looking through the screenshots, uh, whatnot on the scene page. And I said this to them. It gives me the uh, Doki Doki Literature Club kind of vibes where everything seems swell. And then all of a sudden it just goes batshit crazy yeah i'd say this one jumps the gun way earlier <laughs> yes yes uh, from what i can tell absolutely <laughs> doesn't draw you in like oh this is gonna be fun oh <laughs> yeah no no definitely not <laughs> it's so good and, and plus the team who's making it is a married couple abby yeah. and tony uh with their three pets a snake cat and oxalala and i'm just like oh. i need to be best friends with you guys because <laughs> they're, they're super nice they were such yeah. a vibe to have a conversation with um and i just want like it's one of those things like every game developer we've talked to and everyone who's on the the showcase they're like 10 out of 10 humans like they're wonderful people yeah everybody's been and fantastic. like the more i talk to more devs that we're kind of working with the more i'm just like i want you to be so freaking successful because <laughs> yeah. i want everyone to know how awesome you are um and I mean, it's a big part of why we do this we want yeah cool uh -huh. people to fucking be successful and <laughs> we want to help that as much as we can also yeah, abby like, has, has done like children's books too yeah. so if you have kids out there she she wrote a bunch of uh probably a little safer uh, Di no yeah they're dinosaur like children's books like picture books and the friendly dinosaurs not those yes. yeah definitely definitely, definitely double friendly. Check get on the store because some of them could be like what we we're saying with like content warnings and then some of them are super g-rated so like yeah be very mindful it's so good i'm so excited and, demo and they have available. a they have a plush of their cat spoons oh. <laughs> and uh yeah demo available so go check that out uh, and then next up, Kelsey got to tell us about Wonderville and how killer of a place it is and how you could support Wonderville. So why don't we kick it to Kelsey real quick to remind everybody how you can support Wonderville. As the guys mentioned, we're so proud to support Wonderville and their mission to provide a home for indie creators. Wonderville is an indie arcade gallery and bar that is completely backed by a passionate community. It's a refreshing DIY experience in the heart of Brooklyn one that lives and breathes the indie spirit on a daily basis. No matter if you're local or miles away, there are a couple ways you can support Wonderville. Head on over to their site and become an official Wonderville member. Members receive the weekly Wonderville newsletter, as well as discounts on drinks, tickets, and merch. Additionally, we at 61 Indie are excited to unveil the official mini indie showcase shirt designed by Cameron French of The French Tip Design. All profits from the shirt throughout the month of September will directly benefit Wonderville and help keep their arcade cabinets operational. Wonderville represents everything we love about the indie scene. Whether you become a Wonderville member or pick up a shirt, your support would make a major impact for a wonderful group of indie innovators. And we're back. Yes, please, if you can, go over to Wonderville's site, become a member. Even if you're not local, become a member, uh, support them for the month, get the newsletter, see what's going on. But uh, if you want some 6-1 swag, along with supporting such a killer place, go over to 61indie.com slash showcase. Get yourself one of those spiffy new PD shirts. Fucking love those shirts. So good. They are that so good. Tie-dye. 
Oh, that too. Yeah, we also have a tie dye shirt if you feel like rocking some tie dye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next up, we got turn by turn villain. Turn by turn villain is a blend of turn based and action RPGs with innovative battle systems. Uh, select your actions from classic menu, but react quickly as your foes won't stop attacking. Oh, and do keep an eye on your turn points too, because your actions are limited. There you go. You're uh yeah. This is a really cute. Um, I keep it. I keep wanting to describe it as like an OG Zelda like. Uh-huh. Um, but it does have like going back to uh the paper mario kind of comparison with wrestle story it has a paper mario like rpg battle system which is a uh, pretty fascinating um i haven't had a chance to play it yet uh, i don't know if anybody had the time to dig in yet uh there is a, ve- a demo available now um over on um pixel slopes itch page so definitely go check it out um i this was kind of like a also an easy selection just because of how vibrant it looks um the the unique twist on the battle mm-hmm. system like it is familiar but it's doing its own thing mm-hmm. kind of has like that um I, I was gonna say it's like celeste but it's it's like kind of like that active meter turn-based mechanic but not where well no it is kind of, not celeste uh what am i thinking of the ubisoft the ubisoft game oh child of light Child of light Jeez. i don't know why i said celeste jesus yeah i was uh, gonna let you explain sorry. it and be like yeah hey, i'm missing something <laughs> again very tired um like child of light where the enemies like if you are not careful if you're not actively attacking the enemies will have another chance to attack you while you're still in the menu i think that's a really unique take on turn base to make it still feel active that's what really uh ended up hooking me with um child of light as opposed to kind of more traditional turn-based rpgs so yeah turn by turn villain right. also love how we, we keep uh showcasing itch games as well yeah yeah. Always love trying to shout out some itch games. Everhome. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I wanted to sing it. Everhome from Chonky Loaf, which is one of my favorite yeah, games. Great names. <laughs> and Freedom Games. Lily was spirited away to a mysterious island. As her memories fade, everyone seems to know her and her quest for her missing sister. It's time to establish a homestead, meet your friendly Everfolks, and learn their secrets and solve the mystery of Everhome in this open-ended minimalist RPG. Yeah, this was really cool when I talked to the dev uh, because he wanted to make sure that if you wanted to go for story stuff, it's totally there. If you wanted to just make it a sim of just chill vibes and exploring stuff, that's totally there. It's kind of a go at your own pace and there's no real rush to get to the story, which I really appreciate if you wanted a kind of like a very popular game that I can't remember. Stardew Valley. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Stardew Valley <laughs> supplement uh, because there's also seasonal stuff, holiday stuff for all occasions. And he was very cagey about the story. So I'm sure it's going to be kind of mysterious and figure out what's happening to what got you there. Um, but it's definitely hopefully going to come out next year so we can all kind of jump in on that and see yeah. which kind of kind of how we're going to create our own stories. So I'm curious, like if a bunch of us get the game, like, oh, I, I just focus on making sunflowers in my garden you're like oh i went for the story Ooh, i went with these caves and the weird little lamp mushrooms uh so i hope uh we get some of those stories like that and kind of get a full spectrum of how to play this game and what all the chonky loaves can have for us (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not i'm not a, a huge like sim game person um 
but I do like their little descriptive line of it's cozy. It's not too cozy because there's yeah. definitely like some dungeon diving and, and whatnot mm-hmm. that you have to do, which I do. That makes me more incentivized to go in and actually try this one out. <sighs> Sorry, I yawned. Excuse me. I agree. <laughs> it got so cozy um, that we we're just relaxing. It got so cozy. <laughs> it's 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 Harry. It's very cozy in this room. It's very cutesy woodsy. Very cutesy. It is cutesy woodsy. Harry. It, it is super cutesy woodsy. And especially <laughs> the logo for Chonky Loaf, I'm in love. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just a cat facing the opposite direction of you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, okay. You looking at my butt? Cool. <laughs> uh, there is a, uh, by the time you're listening to this, there should be a demo available on Steam. So uh, yeah, go hit up those cutie wootsies. You know what I'm saying? Tell Harry if you want to pick up a mushroom lamp. And, and yeah, put it in your cutie wootsie apartment. There you go. There you go. Crystals of Erm yes. is an old school RPG with distinctive combat system and dungeon crawling elements. With three heroes, you explore Erm, village, visit the different regions of the land, and climb deep down into the darkest dungeons. This is from David Schutz and Deck 13 Publishing. Matt, take it away. Yeah, uh, this is the first time I saw that trailer, and I geeked out when I played this demo. So, like, it's very much like a classic, um, like Ultima RPG game, uh, where you are, you have this overworld map and you go into dungeons. But once you're in the dungeon, it's like that uh, 3D first person move block by block grid. Um, but I was geeking out during the trailer because I saw all the different biomes and like how vast this game is going to be, and I can't wait. Like, it, there's great humor in there. Like, you visit the towns. Uh, and there's little guys that give you quests and just like regular. So I'm gushing. I, I love this game. Um, this is a game I asked Mike to reach out to the developer and yeah. we, we got it. Um, but the battle system is very unique in that you are occupying a space on a grid and enemies are shooting at you. So you're avoiding, but you're waiting for your characters to have turns to attack. So it's, it's a spin like it sounds like i'm just describing like an active turn based battle but because of how you dodge and how you have to move around this grid it's very different and i had a lot of fun with it can't wait for more people to see it and play it yeah i think um it, it looks i i feel like people might be a little intimidated by it but i feel like it just break it down by what it's trying to do like if you are a first person dungeon calling fan go for it if you are a fan of something like maybe like undertale or or Mm. or everhood like with that battle system like it am i too off base there because i haven't played no that that, that, that's a good close comparison yeah and like those those, at least undertale being the more popular of the two for the love of god play everhood when it comes to consoles Mm -hmm. um or playstation uh yeah like use that as a touchstone to give this a shot because i feel like this is one of the more in the most loving way possible one of the more weirder games that we have like one of the more more distinct games that we have um so hopefully yeah this kind of opens the door for people to uh just check it out yes do do it yes do yes do indeed do the do do the do oh next up y'all i used to have those boxers do Do the do Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I missed something for <laughs> Next up. Goddamn. 
Hot Buns. Space Salad Studios. Hot Buns is a physics-based 2D platformer party game with one goal. Players must battle it out over who can hold the key the longest through an array of obstacle courses and a series of increasingly complex levels to come out on top as Buttopia's greatest of all time, a.k.a. Butt Goat. To, to add to that before we get deep into it, a yeah. couple other uh, key descriptions here. Fart your way around the level collecting coins and keys. Play against friends as you battle it over who can hold the key the longest. A fart fire. Pretty cool, we know. Clench your Butopian butt cheeks onto different platforms to avoid falling off from grace. Dress your Butopian up to show up and show off. Experience Butopian culture and most importantly, have fun. Which is of, why we wanted this game. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And just so like, I think I, we already said this. Early. Funny enough, we recorded that first half of the podcast like three hours ago at this point. Uh, I, so we said most of this already. But like the the Space Allied uh, Studios they gave us a so like something I don't like to do is like tell people what we want. Like I want the devs to mm-hmm. have full control of what they want to show to people. This is the one. This was the one where I was like, no, you need to give me the trailer with the banger song because like <laughs> that trailer is going to hit so hard with people. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, he was cool with that. And uh, yeah, we got this incredible tra- uh, trailer with a song that's been stuck in my head for months at this point. Yep. Um my favorite thing in uh, the lore section here <laughs> in a world where twerking is the only way to be respected by society. <laughs> Which one of us are going to be the butt goat? We'll have to find out probably during extra life. We'll have to find out. Okay. I think we know who's going to be. Yeah. Who? No. Harry? Is that Harry? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that word? Uh, no. The the very somber, you know. You know. You fucking know. Uh this uh, does remind me a lot of like Spider Heck, where it's just like Yeah, chaotic, it's definitely like, in the same vein as that. Uh with like almost like Battle Toads comedy, like the newish one that came out yeah. a couple years ago, which I loved and I don't know It's great. Like I saw some hate on it when it originally came out, but I played it a couple years afterwards. And I'm like, this is a banger. Like I love this game. Uh, so I think it's a fun combination of that plus butts. Like, yeah, good. Butts. I don't think any of us matured enough to not think this is funny. So no, it's great. It's it's a ten out of ten. Yeah, and if you don't and think I, it's I funny, you're it. missing out on life. You yeah, have some fun. Another Q three of this year. So uh, soon, soonish. Yeah. Who who thinks it's going to be October? <laughs> <laughs> God, please. Uh, next up, we now we're in our our horror section. Um, I forgot I kind of abandoned saying what sections we were in. Oh well, <laughs> we're in our horror section now. Uh, we'll kick things off with Liminal Phase from uh, Ana Anas Studio. Did I miss a Nas? Ana Ananas. I missed it. I missed the na. <laughs> Liminal Phase is a VR action horror game set in a parallel 90s. Fight malevolent monsters, solve peculiar puzzles, and explore the dark corners of a fractured mind consumed by video games. Hell yeah. I'm a little salty because it's only coming to the vibe. I'm never gonna own a vibe probably in my life, but this, yeah. it looks so killer. So I like, believe. I, it does say like those are the supported platforms might be able to like hook up another headset to computer to play it yeah it um i really love when vr is utilized like how uh liminal phase is doing it like um 
going around different environments that very much feel like what they are alluding to in the uh the steam description like at one point you are in a doom like an og doom like arena um you are like fighting like a floating low poly head at some point uh with a finger gun with your your finger severed and you're you're doing the pew pews and little blood splurts are uh going out your severed finger which is great um and yeah it does have like there's like this like vaporware vaporware section with like who <laughs> with a man who reminds me of uh the end of ghostbusters 2 ego when he's all slimed up <laughs> <laughs> It's a very specific reference, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like that it's not a traditional first-person VR horror game. Like it's yeah. it's very I, easy to kind of like. Not I I don't want to say it's easy. Uh, nothing in game dev is easy, mm-hmm. but it's easy to assume. Like when you think of horror VR, you are fully immersed in a dark room and something is chasing you or something. Not even just horror VR, just VR in general. Just I VR feel general, like yeah. leans too heavily on like really close to lifelike visuals yeah. like you want to try to make it as lifelike as possible uh for for the more like mainstream area of vr and like just seeing this very pixelated like ms dos room that i could be in vr that's it's kind so cool. of exciting yeah yeah so liminal phase uh still slated for 2023 um so if you have a vr platform definitely keep an eye on it uh demo on this one uh there should be a demo available as well so go check a look solitaire is next uh another person who submitted for march but again just because of number of submissions had to make the tough call so another one that we're like yeah you need to come back for summer uh solitaire from beard shaker games open your own cozy fortune telling cafe in the solitaire Receive your guests, listen to their troubles, lay their cards, and divine their future. But be aware, your interpretation will change the fate of their lives. I will say this is horror adjacent. So I was going to say, I really like the horror section, the horror adjacent section that we have this year. Because each of these games is so different from one another. Mm-hmm. And something we kind of imply with our, our lead-in to the section is like, horror has no rules. And like, I am a... Like horror doesn't mean scary. Horror and scary are two different things. And horror can really be whatever the fuck you want it to be. And in my mind, and this is why I uh, we decided to include it in the horror section. In my mind, the line "your interpretation will change the fate of their lives" that's horror. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 unknown of what the future can hold purely through a deck of cards. And yeah, horror can be just a cozy what seems to be like a coffee talk like experience, but with some dark overtones. Um, yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah. And the art styles. Awesome. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's so, really fucking stunning. Uh, it kind of like, it has like similar to going back to Orla has like, those sort of like really bold lines, like somewhat limited color palette. Um, it honestly reminds me of comic books. Drunk. yeah it's, like, it's very, very comic book. yeah like i think that's why i was like harking back to orla yeah yeah cool stuff uh there is a demo available so check that out it is uh no date on that yet so yeah definitely keep an eye on socials and whatnot for solitaire side note you guys remember the cameron diaz movie the box yeah that's what this reminds me i watched me of the trailer for Just that the premise yeah yeah <laughs> where you press a button you get like a million dollars when someone in the world dies that is a remake Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, did not know. 
Okay. Sorry, Mike. Continue. <laughs> uh, wrapping things up with our horror adjacent section, Hides, Hot and Seek by uh, Small Games. Another gr- great developer name, Small Games. Spook or be spooked in this ghostly multiplayer horror game. Play as either the mortal seeker hunting for prized possessions of the dead or as ghosts using pranks and scares to keep those pesky humans from your prize. It's multiplayer mayhem as ghouls clash with go-getters in a haunted manner. Multiplayer Luigi's Mansion. Fuck yeah, let's go. That clown showed up briefly during that trip. <laughs> Very briefly. That clown is <laughs> fucked up. Like the trailer we have, super playful. I love like the big musical number. It's really cute. There are some fucked up things in this yeah. game. <laughs> like that clown, man. I'm looking at a screenshot right now. Well, I do not the like the clown. clown, man. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> There's something about like that style of clown also. Like the white suit, yeah. the black little poofs. It's the, it's the frilly. The frills. The Collarbone stuff. Yeah. And his nose. And look at his mic. Does he have teeth? I don't, think it's <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Justin played this at PAX last year, and that's why, like, we kind of stayed connected through like Justin's conversation and so on and so forth. Um, so I, yeah, invited them on the show. It's this is something you might have seen uh, during the various mix showcases, but um, yeah, something I. Uh, it's just a really fun, interesting gameplay mechanic and a new kind of spin on. S- what phasmophobia is doing but like more party for more party more family friendly yeah ish to some extent that clown ain't family friendly <laughs> Not that clown, but, yeah. i can imagine it having the same kind of feeling as um a fun feeling as like prop hunt in gmod oh, yeah, yeah yeah like just you know getting together and just hiding from uh one person as they try to f- figure out where you are and just laughing and having a good time with friends. Yeah. That's seems like a good thing for like extra life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when we're late at night, like in the wee morning hours. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Uh, no date on that yet. It's coming soon. So keep an eye on things. Uh, next up, something we referred to earlier as like being like one of our favorite trailers of, of the, uh, not to pick favorites. I think all the trailers and all the games are fucking stellar, but like Phoenix Springs is fucking wild uh phoenix springs calligram studio uh it begins with an investigation find your brother leo you already know where it ends what a fucking description by the way and paired with the exclusive trailer that we got i cannot wait and i have a feeling it's going to have the same effect on me that uh i know that not to mention the studio but like the same effect that gone home had on me back in the day like the lead up towards the end uh not to like hint at things granted i haven't played phoenix springs i don't know what it's about but that's what it seems like it's implying so it'll be feels it'll be feels it'll be tension um man the art yeah the art and the animation come on i can't believe this game games (laughs) like like it's (laughs) fucking wild yeah watching that new trailer like i I feel like i'm watching a animated cel-shaded a24 movie like (laughs) that's such a good description Oh, yeah man, it feels that, like this is something that, that, that it feels like this is something <laughs> that should be shown at like sundance or uh, yeah. like south by or oh. some shit yeah that's a like, when, quote if I <laughs> when we were going through submissions and we saw it obviously the art style drew us in and the trailer was was good the one that we it was we watched, short too but, but like yeah, yeah it was like very brief but like, this, yeah. this exclusive one we got is just like things i did not expect this game to go in I would have totally have just taken like a very 
cozy story told game in this visual style and seeing this trailer and some crazy things are, are going to happen. Like, yes, yeah, sign me up. It's way up there on the most anticipated list for mm-hmm. me, for sure. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, no date or anything yet. Just coming soon. <laughs> Fucking take your time. Yeah. But they do oh have a God. prologue that's out that you can play right now. For yes. Free. Yes. Yes. So yes. That's dope. Yeah. Phoenix Springs prologue. Um, it's its own listing, but if you go to the Phoenix Springs page, yeah, uh, you'll be able to find it and it'll be linked on six slash showcase as well. Uh, next up, we got our Metroidvania section starting out with six one indie, uh, coop member. We'll say room fencer, Ilya newt box games traverse a massive ruined and beautiful world in this intense atmospheric action platformer, seal enemy abilities and fight them back with their own oh fight the enemies back gotcha yeah, that confused me for a second fight them back with their own runic magic and deadly sword play as you attempt to find your lost twin sister in this sunken kingdom of ethos so yeah uh, amo has been teasing us with like little bits and stuff like throughout like it seems like throughout the year he's just been dropping things in the 6-1 discord and like every time he, he drops something it's like how are you making this game <laughs> this it just looks beautiful and just the 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 star is the combat like the combat mm-hmm. just looks stellar um obviously we're all big actiony metrovania people and i think uh yeah this is something i feel like uh if it if it releases at the right time and gets uh noticed by the right people it's really going to be um a standout for i'm assuming 2024 we don't have a release window or anything like that yeah yeah so october 2023 there you go yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you know no definitely not 2023 it, it just had a super successful run on kickstarter and um yeah because they have been so active in our discord and whatnot i i definitely i they were one of the first folks as well like before we opened up submissions where i was like hey the game looks sick we're huge fans of it help us like or like not help us like let us show uh show the trailer to a lot more people please and they're like yeah hell yeah so yeah super cool can't wait love it it. uh another dream one for me this is something that uh people have definitely seen before and and whatnot but um i am such a fan of this person's first game or their previous game i don't know if it was their first game crypt custodian from kyle thompson aka the man behind islets a game that i fucking adored last year crypt custodian is a charming metrovania about cleaning up the afterlife play as pluto a mischief mischievous cat who has died and is sentenced to be the afterworld's janitor forever hang out with other doomed ghosts battle beasts and explore a vastly expansive landscape i love how there's so many cat games <laughs> we have a lot of cat games yeah. we always do oh. like accidentally and the, yeah, right. Like I promise <laughs> I don't plan this, um, but yeah, it, it really does look like a awesome game. I love the premise of the story lore. Like I want to hear more about that and how that happens. Um, the platforming looks awesome. The um, abilities that the cats are doing was it name? Pluto is awesome. Pluto. All of it looks great. And it looks snappy to play as well. It doesn't look overly aloof. It doesn't look like you're overly floaty. It looks like, precision-based attacks precision-based movement is important otherwise you're going to be in trouble and that's yep. my jam i love that stuff yeah and legitimately islets as i said last year um probably the most impressive metro modern metrovania i've played in quite some time and 
it seems like Kyle took a lot, not that, not this Kyle, the Kyle yeah, Thompson, uh, took a lot of, uh, a lot of the things he learned in the development of islets and just like kicked it up to 11 for crypt custodian. Well, and what I have I told wait. you, Mike, before islets, he made a game called cheapo. Oh yeah. He did cheapo. I forgot about cheapo, which is also another Metroidvania. Yeah. So. It just, it seems like he just keeps stepping his game up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really can't wait for this. This is easily one of my most anticipated games of next year. Um, I, I do want to shout out the map we got a, in the trailer we showed off. We got a glimpse of what how like expansive the map is. Holy shit! It's <laughs> pretty like, big. It's gonna be a big game. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, whenever people use the Banjo Kazooie uh, vocal thing. Big fan of that. There's a lot of that. The oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm like, mm. it's a good time. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> Thank you, Wario. <laughs> <laughs> and wrapping up the Metrovania's Biogun Bio from Gun. Dapper Dog Digital. <laughs> Get injected into the microscopic world of Biogun. Face viral threats and winding corridors on your mission to save man's best friend from the inside. You will be the vaccine to save dog kind from extinction. Oh, no, will you be the vaccine to save Doc from extinction? Or will Doc X have to be returned to the drawing board? I fucked up that sentence, but you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, Emmett Watkins. Always dreamed of an Osmosis Jones game, and this is pretty damn close. And uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, as Harry loves cats, I love dogs. And the fact that I get to play as a dog in a Metroidvania like this, yes, please. Yeah, it really is the best one-two punch. Or, or uh, am I a pig saving a dog? I forget. I think you're. I, th- I think you're a little pig boy. I think but that's yeah, what it but, is. But saving a dog. You're saving a dog. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's cool. Uh, I I love the trailer we got. Also, it's so good. <laughs> just like going so hard on the like super nineties esque, mm-hmm. just a vo and just like just screaming into the camera. It's great. I love it. Um, yeah, it looks fantastic. I am very much looking forward to it. Again, I'm surprised we never got like an Osmosis Jones like game. Mm-hmm. So, fuck I mean, yeah. they predate Osmosis Jones, but you know, yeah, sure. Old guy. <laughs> Did you look that up on your Mac? Too? No, 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 no. These these are like games teaching kids how to deal with like their uh, diabetes, like their oh, mm. their edutainment video. Oh, games. okay. <laughs> I ain't talking about the magic school bus. I'm talking about Biogun. Yeah, I'm like, what's, what's happening right now? Fuck out of here. Are we going to do math? Uh, what is that? Math. Math. Mass, a math blaster? Math blaster. Yeah. yeah. Fuck out of here. Games are cool. Uh, <laughs> now we're getting into our final segment of uh, the Out Now games, kicking things off with the Black Pepper Crew from Quiggy Pixel. Again, first time I'm saying that out loud, I'm going to say that's correct. Assemble your crew, gear them up, and fight creatively on this easy-to-learn but hard-to-master turn-based tactical roguelite. Capture the most dangerous bounties in the city, cash that juicy bounty, and improve your chances chances of survival in a city filled with crime and jazzy grooves. Jazzy grooves are, are what uh, got this game in. It, big jazzy grooves, and I love... Again, more just more animals and animals doing crimes and bounties and shit. Fuck yeah, let's go. And the music's great. Like the jazzy two yeah, cruise jazzy is an exaggeration. It's like that's yeah. a cool jazzy cruise, man. Yeah, very good. 
And uh, I always love a, a good um, a game that does the Fire Emblem Advance Wars like game. Um, just a little more scaled back and like adapted pretty fucking well. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? Yeah, uh, no. Your pronunciation of certain words are very enjoyable. I appreciate Fire you. Emblem. That is not. You, you said emblem. Yeah. Did I? Or like like something blooms as a flower. Oh, okay. Uh, the black pepper. I'm running out two hours of sleep, friends. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's out now. Uh, came out back in July. Go check it out if you like tactics RPGs. If you like something like uh, even not even talking about Fire Emblem, Emblem, or Advance Wars, uh, like things like War Group, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely give it a shot. It's definitely like more. It's more approachable. More you know not as intimidating uh to yeah, folks who definitely. haven't played these kind of games before and all the animals are really cute yes there's a frog he 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 get over get over here's with his tongue it's great it's a good time and then friends of the sh- of uh friends of the show i guess we could say friends of the show friends of six one in the coop as well rightfully barry arms from daylight basement studio rightfully yeah. barry arms is a bullet hell roguelite that is about much more than collecting loot, dying, and losing everything. Carefully choose your uh, carefully choose enemy upgrades against your own, and then plan your dungeon crawl tactfully to the gun through unique factions of enemies, strategically preserving loot after death. Everybody played this, right? I think. Mm. Not Matt. At PAX, yeah, it's real good. Harry, tell me about it. Uh, so it is pretty much a rogue light yeah, where yep, light. you are playing as a bear creature who has various weapons, mostly guns, um, in space areas. So you're either you're in the spaceship trying to get from one place to another through space and ultimately trying to get to your ultimate goal of like winning. Um, there is a story with a fox that you have to figure out what's going on with that. There's other side characters that you're trying to figure out, all right, how does this relate to me? How would I have to do? Um, and you're kind of playing with the weapons on managing your uh, inventory and making sure that you do not die or take damage because it is very brutal as a roguelike. Um, I think the early access is even harder than the demo. Um, oh, it is. Uh, right. Okay. I'm glad I'm not <laughs> the only one because I was like, oh boy, uh, either I'm real rusty or I'm real bad. And I guess it's the latter. Um, but it's really fun because you're constantly getting different weapons. You're constantly trying to figure out optimal strategies and timing because some enemies over time you realize, all right, it takes them about two seconds to shoot off their gun. Or you have to be in a certain proximity and they'll shoot their gun. So you have to play strategically and be like, all right, well, now that I know enemy A does this, I can counter it really easily. Um, because I was just kind of going guns blazing every time and like, this isn't working. So it's more of a strategy game with guns as opposed to just a, a like a, a shoot em up kind of thing. Yeah, it does. It does a really fun thing uh, with what they're I had to look it up because I couldn't remember. Um, they call them calamities and then run times. So calamities are like special skills that you pick up in a run that will benefit you. And make you grow, grow stronger, but will also make the enemies grow stronger or make other like in-game things, uh, you know, change. Like their example is health drops will be more uh, sparse than uh, than it usually is. And run times are the opposite where it makes the world um, easier 
while still giving Barry a little bit of a buff. So that's a nice little unique twist on what a roguelike uh, can do, which I dig. Yep, out now, early access. Go check it out. Uh, it's also coming to Xbox um, at some point. So keep an eye on it. Mm. Oof, now we're here. We're at the closer of the show. A very special game, something near and dear to our hearts. Super stoked that we got to include it in the show this time around. Um, Crystalla from Astral Clock Tower Studios. As a feline warrior with a gift of Crystalla, you must master the six magic specialties of the sacred crystals to join the ranks. Uh, sorry, join ranks with fame Raksaka warriors. You must also battle to uncover the source of a terrible curse that has transformed planet Alior's creatures into mutated monsters. Um, Kyle, as you mentioned during the showcase, it is a blend of Assassin's Creed meets Sekiro. Um, something we mentioned earlier, we, this is the first game we ever covered as games media. This is, uh, something I got to play back at play NYC 2019. Vastly different from what I played during uh, play NYC 2019. Um, back in the day, it was more of a very, not vibrant, but more like, like, kind of like harkening back to like what we we're talking about with mirthwood a little bit like more mythical more tolkien lords of the rings kind of like vibe in a skyrim like mechanic or elder scrolls like mechanics or just straight up rpg uh clearly uh they saw or they they saw the appeal of souls likes and like the brutal action rpgs and i know they're fans of the genre themselves so like yeah why not embrace that and just like make something fucking cool and Assassin's Screaming Sekiro is such a killer tag to to describe your game as. Also, cats, more cats. I know. Ugh, yeah. So good. Harry, did you get to play it yet? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Um, it the thing that surprised me the most is it's much faster than that I was expecting. So I think the Sekiro yeah. comparison is really good. That's where Sekiro comes uh, in. I yeah. haven't played Sekiro, so I was like, oh, cool. Uh, but the Odyssey part, uh, excuse me, the Assassin's Creed part is really interesting because it's kind of straddling both the old Assassin's Creed and the new Assassin's Creed, where you're kind of being sneaky and trying to make sure you're smart with how you do your attacks. But then once there's multiple enemies, you're juggling them like you're doing in um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Valhalla almost. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah. I am super not far into the the play test yet, but uh, there will be written words as a preview by the time this releases. So check that out. And yeah. be sure to wishlist it because it had like a super successful Kickstarter. It looks yeah. really cool. It's going to be on many of the platforms. So it's really mm -hmm. exciting to kind of see it go from proof of concept from four years ago to like, it's a big boy game next year kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's um slated for late next year, Q4 2024, uh coming to PC and Xbox and PS5, which is killer. And Switch. Um Switch also? Uh that's what one of the trailers showed. Oh, okay. And Switch also. Um I do want to shout out also something um we we were going back and forth on like talking to each other um during the planning process, but obviously like they had the Kickstarter going on, we had our thing going on. So things were just wild. Um, we were trying to link up an exclusive for one of the features of this game, which is uh, some of the voice acting behind the enemies. Uh, the enemies are voiced by a lot of death metal artists and just people in the metal scene. Uh, hence the shirt I was wearing during the showcase. It is a like the cliche, like death metal kind of like band art logos, uh, but in 
the form of a cat to spell out Cristala. So that's where that comes from. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for something like that. I think that's like such a cool way to include a little bit extra personality um, within the game. Uh, if, by the way, if you want some of that death metal stuff, it, it's available on their website. I think it's called the Cursed Collection. Uh, super mm. cool stuff. Uh, and yeah, of course, uh, if you want to, you, if you missed out on the Kickstarter, you could still support the development over on their Patreon. So if you go to their website, um, I could actually get the link and say it right now. Patreon.com slash ACS underscore games. That's patreon.com slash ACS underscore games. That'll also be linked on uh, our site as well. So you could follow along with the development journey. Yeah. And yeah, can't wait to check it out myself. I, I've had the demo. Again, I've been playing Adobe Premiere for quite some time. Uh, I've had the demo downloaded for what feels like two months now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to checking it out. Uh, there is a demo available if you want to give it a shot. And I highly recommend you do. Sweet. Whew. Yay. That's it, y'all. We did it. Any final words? Good job, team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to everyone who watched the showcase. If you haven't already, uh, let us know what you thought of it. If you notice any live reacts, please send them our way. Because I want to watch them all. Yeah, I want to watch you watching me. Yes. Watching you. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I gotta gotta listen to that song now. (laughs) I I gotta listen to that song. (laughs) Matt, closing thoughts, words, notes? I'm just excited. Uh, Y'all had the energy to go and get all this done on time and like just how hectic everything else is. Well, uh, don't don't jinx it. Yeah, there's still shit to do. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> you did it. <laughs> I have interviews to edit together. I got a website to put together. Uh, no, but seriously, like, um, it's great that we're able to do these um, and showcase all these games. And can't wait for more. Can't wait for something else. We we might we might have planned. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Harry and Matt don't know it either yet. I actually I just texted it to Kyle right. I think oh, that's cool. I love secrets. Well, I'll tell you as well, soon as I, I hit stop. I thought I, I knew. No, because something, something else, something else, because something happened. Oh, and then we, there's no point of doing the original plan oh. <laughs> because something big happened. Oh. So we're like, oh, all right, we got to think of something else. And then it came to me mid P. It came to me. That's <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't I don't like that that's the trigger to uh, my memory. <laughs> you say mid P. Yep. Okay, I know what Mike means now. Urination. Urination. Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, some clearly people, some people it's showers. Mike it's apparently when he excretes. Oh, it's showers also. <laughs> clearly I need to go to bed. So okay, we're gonna end this good. podcast because we've been going. <laughs> For over three hours now. Going, going, going. Love you all very much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. If you're you're still listening to us, thank you so much for tuning into the showcase, supporting our endeavors. Uh, obviously, uh, the Mini Indie Showcase will continue doing its thing. Uh, we'll be at, be back in the spring. Um, it's no secret that we tie these things to PAX. So when uh, PAX East decides to confirm their dates, we'll have some words to share with y'all. 
yeah, thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Play more indies. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Love you, Harry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>